Welcome back, Golden Globies. You may notice there's no uh, guest on this episode, but don't be afraid to download it. We're celebrating a, mo- a Memorial Day, and if yeah. you don't download it, you hate the Patriots. Well, don't we all hate the Patriots? Oh, shit. That's a Boston team. Well, you hate the soldiers. Yeah. There you we go. You hate America. You hate America. Yeah, we did not plan this. This is how genius we are. Yeah, as we're recording, as you hear it, Memorial Day will be over with, but... We're recording this a couple of days before on Memorial Day weekend in honor of our troops. That's right. Uh, I guess, you know, I always float that idea. I might die. I might quit the show. I found a replacement. Apparently, people want me gone and want Joe Coleman in my spot. Is that what's happening? He's lighting it up. People are like, more more beefcake. See, they're just, they're. you know what they're doing? I don't know who has a bigger crush on Joe Coleman, Phil or Abra. <laughs> That's well, a good question. We'll uh, have to figure that one out. We sent that jealous. one off. Yeah, we're sending that one off to the science team to figure that out. Yeah. How many bims you guys get over Joe <laughs> yeah, Coleman? We gotta check their bims. <laughs> you can't. You can't hide from the bims. That's right. Do the boom. I love that movie. That's such a fun. I gotta get that. That's a great American movie. I don't have uh I don't have the preamp in order to listen to my record, so I can't listen to my Apple record at the moment. Because uh, I have a new receiver. It doesn't have the correct inputs. It's horrible. Fucking the worst. First world problems right now. Speaking of first world problems, Murray, yeah. I got a real first world problem. It's that fucking cat. You remember you remember Barney and I said he's sitting weird? Yeah. Yeah. He started limping around my house, and so I had a call. I've I've never taken him to the vet because he's an indoor cat. Yeah. It's typically, and he's a cat. Who cares? Exactly. So I've had him for six years now. I take him to his first vet visit because he's just like you a never mess. even got any kind of shots. Or anything. He was he was foster. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know what happened. When I was a kid, I swear we never took any of our pets to the vet, yet somehow they lived to be 100 years old. Now, constantly having to take my it's pets. It's the V word. I'm just going to say it. We can't say it out loud because we'll Is get taken down immediately. I didn't I didn't get Ava the V, the v word. The, the, the Fauci-ouchie. <laughs> I don't know what. Just Vs in general, maybe. I don't know. I'm, obviously, we're goofing around here. Uh, but no, I, I so he's... He was fostered. He got uh, neutered and all that bullshit all right. before I got him. I take him in for his first maybe ever visit. Maybe he's off balance because he doesn't have his balls anymore. That might that, be maybe it. Maybe that's more pressure six, on that it leg. Take, it takes six or seven years before it finally hits Whoa. you. <laughs> yeah, it's delayed reaction. But. It's very delayed. Um, and so he, he, he was just acting completely unordinary and everything. Go there. Take yeah, him he was in. hardly as annoying as usual. Yeah. Usually... Crawling all over my shit. Yeah, he's usually sleeping all over my Sleeping on my little uh, cooler. You know, you were you were so jealous of Joe Coleman's attention. How can you and not everything? be jealous of Joe Coleman? It's true. He's a Superman. He's an Ubermensch. <laughs> the Hungarian. He is exactly what hung. the uh, we were fighting against what the Nazis wanted. Right. That our dirty dozen took out. That's right. Um. So I take this cat in. Good news, no broken bones. I thought I was going to have like another torn ACL to fucking deal with. And you know how yeah. fun that would have been because yeah. I've already dealt with two of those surgeries. Yeah. All of his Reaching bones are choir. good. He's yeah. got some kind of paw issue. That Tommy John? He's going to need Tommy John? He's going to need Tommy. He's been flinging so many fucking fastballs that, yeah, he's got to yeah. get Tommy. No, he, just, he has some kind of paw issue. Uh, he might be diabetic. Oh, it's not good. So I have to get some blood work back. They called me. I missed the call. So that was $650 worth of Whoa. X-rays. That's nice when you don't have a job. 
That is very nice when you don't have a job. Yeah. This has been the worst fucking unemployment streak I've had yet. Yeah. Just with oven breaking, car breaking, owing the when government. When it rains, it pours. It really does. But how do you keep your spirits up? You get great movie suggestions from great people. We talked about it on our tippy tap with um, with Phil. By the way, we're still taking you know name suggestions for that beautiful cocktail he prepared. Yeah, I right now I'm toying with uh, hot dog water and the chocolate starfish. Yeah, of course you are. But I'm open to better. How suggestions. about fog in the Frank? Frank fog. Frank. Uh, Frankenfog. Yeah. Frankenfog. Something like that. We're very fog essential. You know what, Phil? Put a little dry ice in there, and we got a fucking cocktail. And how we would got that, a cocktail, Frank? How would that react with the fire, though? Cocktail fire f- and co- ice would create cocktail, Frank. Cocktail, Frank. Yeah, because that you know it's, it's, it's double meanings. Frank tail cock. That's a triple meaning, maybe. I don't know. Frank. F- Frank's cock for tail. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're workshop. So we're workshopping. Table. But uh, I don't remember if it was on the episode or it's hitting after. The, by the way, it's hitting the internet world, but it's, it's gone viral. I Everyone is drinking this drink we haven't named yet. Told you it would. We, I, me and Kayla went to the hottest bar in Ferndale. You know, they love their your, their pride and their gays. Pride week's coming up next yeah, weekend, I their, think. they love their wieners. I swear to God, when I was walking down those streets, there was How just, many bandanas did you see? Uh, thousands. This is bandana season. It's almost uh, pride month, you know? Yeah. Target got in trouble. But don't they had you too now? Many don't, aren't you happy now? You know, like you go, okay. Oh, he's a fister. He's a pisser. You know, you can tell now. It's not. It's not a mystery anymore. It's not a mystery. It's thank kinda, you're welcome, people cruising. Check it out. It's fun to know exactly what people are getting into too. It's like, oh shit, that's what that's what you're into. Cool. You know, it's like uh, reading a book by the cover. Yeah. The, well, that's why the, the the gay flag is rainbow. Because of the multitude of colors. Yeah, exactly. It just fucking works. We need a better system for us straights. Our system's yeah. all over the fucking place. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. But you had Phil ca- suggested tourist trap because I, I did, wanted. I did, by the way. But huh? I'll let Phil take it. I, I, oh, you you yeah. suggested that? Yeah, I brought it up. I it brought was, it up. Okay, because it's a great Chuck Connors film. If you need some more Chuck Connors after that man, you need crazy Chuck Connors because normally he's a baby face. Like yeah. you only know crazy Chuck Connors, but he he was the Rifleman TV show where he was like that's, writing wrong. Yeah, that's right. I've seen, that pops up on uh, local TV. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen some of that. But like in the, you know like like a lot of actors that were big in the fifties and sixties by the seventies they hit kind of hard times. They were passe. Mm. Tell me all about the hard times, Mr. They might Dusty. show up on Love Boat or Fantasy Island every once in a while. Matt yeah. Houston, if you will. Matt Houston. And then they do like horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> we have any more fun tales before we get into The Dirty Dozen? Uh, we got a lot. This is a two and a This is our longest movie I think we've ever done. It was a nine-pager for the notes, which is usually reserved for Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we got a lot of scenes to go over here. We got, well, I mean, the reason we're, besides because we, we love our troops, unlike some people. That's right. And our we, veterans, too. We, of course we do. Oh, I, good one. I salute you, Griff. Thank you. I salute you, too. I was a veteran of the Cold Wars of the 80s. <laughs> I was a veteran of the Surge Wars. I don't forget who won. I think Pepsi did, but no way. Coke's better than Pepsi. I Pepsi think- just tastes like flat. Pepsi has that weird aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. It's, it's got a very unique Pepsi taste. I don't yeah. like it. The uncola, is that what yeah, they call it? 
No, that's seven off. Oh, right. Cola. <laughs> that they're, would they're, make sense. We're the cola cola. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're we're a Coca Cola family. Yeah, we were. Family, we didn't know. we didn't fuck around with the Fago too much. On hard times, we would fuck around. Yeah, with the Fago. Well, yeah, we were kind of, and there were some hard times. Hard yeah. times. Yeah. I was I was drinking a red pop with a black man. <laughs> Dusty inspired, of course. <laughs> of course, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Up in WrestleMania, but three, yeah, well, I, yeah, when we were like it was times money was tight when I was young. So yeah, we did the Fago. I mean, I haven't. I don't. I don't hate Fago. I haven't had it in years. Yeah, but. I don't even against it. I, got, I love the the grapefruit one's really good. I haven't gra- had that. The cola grapefruit? No cola. No, it's a, it's a Fago grapefruit. Fago. Oh yeah, sixty forty, isn't it? I, I thought it was just called grapefruit. Oh, it might be. They That's have one called sixty forty, which I think is supposed to be their mellow yellow. Maybe no, mellow yellow is Mountain Dew. But they do have Moon their mist is our Mountain Dew. Yeah. We could do eight hours on Fago. <laughs> hey, if they juggalos out there, they're wrapped. Oh, they're that's like, right. oh my god. He said Mellow Yellow, yo. <laughs> Mellow Yellow is not the Fago. Well, Moon Mist. Moon Mist is the Fago. Yeah, Rock and Rye. Rock and we Rye. Can, is we so can good. rattle them up. Go to any of your dollar stores, people. You might find some Fago. You might. I remember going to California for the first time and I saw Fago there. And I was but, like, Do you guys even know? While we're talking about Detroit Pop, I said Pop. That's right. That's right. Verner's is the best ginger ale. Yeah. That's real ginger. I don't know what Canada Dry is, but it ain't ginger ale. It's its own thing. It doesn't I don't get any ginger taste. You get the ginger taste off Verner's. You think so? And it cures everything. Yeah, including the C word, which yeah. we can't talk about. And 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 don't chug it, you'll burn your throat out. Oh my god, don't <laughs> plug your nose and do not inhale at all. Like, like it, you, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a pop that you savor. You don't if you're like dying of thirst, no, no. stay away from Verner's. No. You will just literally melt your throat up. Oh, uh, it's very good if you're doing like I don't cook in my uh what are those things called? The fucking crock pots crock anymore. Pots. I don't do that, but if you want to do a nice pulled pork or a glazed ham or something, you fucking cook that shit in some Verner's. Delicious. There it just go. soaks all that gingery there goodness go. out of it. There. The the stock Ooh. went up. I, we, by the way, I just recently <laughs> bought stock in Verner's. <laughs> Trans, that's called. I think somebody somebody bought them, right? They're they're not local anymore, right? I think some like I, Pepsi or Coke, maybe they probably. I think bought it still them. says on the fucking bottle and can made local, st- still made locally. In I Michigan. hope so. Yeah, they yeah. just they have been around for like a hundred years, and they just came out with a cherry version. Well, why fuck with like that's what back in my day, yeah. <laughs> When you made something, you made it good, and that's all you made. You didn't have fucking pasta at Pizza Hut. You didn't have chicken oh. at McDonald's. Oh. You, you, you're like, you picked, you, you, you focused on one thing, and you made the best thing Thank there is. you. I fucking hate all these American restaurants that are like, oh, yeah, we do Mexican poorly and American food poorly. Can you remember going to Applebee's and having a good time? No. It's oh. impossible. You're drunk, I guess, maybe. No, I can assure you, I've been there it's drunk. Even worse. It's worse. It's somehow worse. But not only are we doing the Dirty Dozen because it's we support our veterans, we support our troops, we support our country. Jim Brown died last we week. We lost Jim Brown, and we always got to pay tribute to our lost heroes. Yeah. And this movie, it's a who's who of men's men. Fuck this movie, yeah, for real. These are real. See, like I was, I was going into, I forget what episode we did, but I described. What is a tough guy? These guys are tough guys. None of them are jacked. None of them are Joe Coleman-esque. No. 
but they I would be I would think twice about fighting. Like these guys have been in fights. Lee Marvin's been in a lot of drunken fights in his life. Yes. I'm I'm assuming. And so, same with Bronson. Right. But not they're not in, like they're not intimidating. They kind of are intimidating. Bronson's got that look. Frankie, uh, uh, rather, J- Jim Cassavetes. John Cassavetes. John Cassavetes. He looks kind of crazy in yeah. this movie, but I think that was just him acting, and he did a great job. There's some award- uh, nominated and awards that were given out to this uh, really? lineup. Yeah. Acting-wise? A- uh, I think there was like Best Supporting in there. I forget who for. I learned that... Uh... Jim Brown retired because of this movie. Really? Because they were like, it was running late, and Cleveland's For, like, uh, you're contracted to us. Oh, you mean from football? Yeah. Okay. And he's like, no, I'm going to do this movie. I'm going to finish this movie. Hell Fuck yeah. you guys. Because they shot it over in Europe, didn't they? I'm, probably. I, I forget. I saw where they shot it, and I I didn't do my already. normal IMDb scan. Yeah. But... I, uh, I, I was just looking at something about Jim Brown when he died, and they said, yeah, he retired from football because he wanted to finish this movie. I mean, not that I don't think Cleveland wasn't out of line. I mean, his yeah. major job is playing football, right. but I understand. So that's why he quit people. That's why he doesn't have the record because, he, you know, he quit early. Which record? Rushing. Rushing record, okay. Well, it could be touchdowns, carries. Well, he doesn't have any of those because he quit early. And probably that's probably the way he lived to be 87 or whatever because he didn't get his brain bashed in. Oh, I bet not. I want to bring up, uh, because I feel like, obviously, Quentin Tarantino is doing his own version of this movie with Inglorious Bastards. Is that right? Well, I don't know. There actually was a movie called Inglorious Bastards. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that either. I mean, this... I don't know how original this movie is. I mean, I mean, this was when you think about it, this is the original Expendables. Okay, you had a bunch of like, even though none of these guys were really super. Lee Marvin was a big star, but everyone else was just like Bronson was still in his like third lead kind of like he didn't really break out till the seventies. Okay, so and then Telly Savalas was just new to the game too. Of course, Jim Brown is probably one of his first movies. Yeah. Cassavetes, I don't know. I think he did Rosemary's Baby. I don't. Know. I think that came out after, though. Right. But yeah, I mean, Lee Marvin and Ernest Borgnine were the big stars, and we see a little uh, George Kennedy played that goofy dude that was in the War Games that wanted. He was all excited to watch him do it. Yes, yes, yes. There's a lot of fucking I, named the, the guys. The guy with the observer helmet. Yeah, yeah, because we've seen him everywhere too. Yeah, he's been in a million shit. Yeah, he's I was, a big star. As soon as I saw, I was like, "Hey, I know this fucking guy." This whole movie had people like that. Well, I'm thankfully. Half of the Dirty Dozen are people we don't need to know about or care about because it would have been way rough on the notes. It would have been tough. And twelve I, guys. I brought up Inglorious Bastards because I just felt like I'm they're, sure it was they're assembling. Yeah, because they're assembling the team. They're doing yeah. the suicide mission. Uh, they're fighting against Nazis. They're getting all the like. They have a bunch of generals and everything, officers in one building, and they're gonna fuck them all up. There's yeah, like Hitler in the. Oh, that's right. They got Hitler. Then they had, like, the language barrier, obviously. So they had the guys who were speaking. Yeah, that was probably inspired by Dirty Dozen. I just want to point out, because we we just talked about it recently with Mad Max and the movies that played off it. And some of them are bad. Some of them are kind of good. But there you go. He, He took the main beats from, like, Dirty Dozen, and he did his own thing with it. It's very fucking good movie. It's also another two-and-a-half-hour movie that I'm like, I don't know if I could sit down and watch that. Yeah. It's fucking good. You can take, like, you don't have to remake a movie. You can 
take kind of the same plot points and do a new thing with it. Why do movies fucking suck when they try to remake now? It can be done. You just got to actually like, like I've try. Always, I've always said, why remake a classic? Take a movie that has a great idea, that, but for whatever reason didn't work out, and do that. Make it good. That, or like I was saying, it's like Inglorious Bastards. It's its own thing, but it's like clearly heavily inspired by uh, Dirty Dozen. Yeah. They skip over the war game part. They yeah, don't we, do... we could have skipped over it too, but I, yeah. I mean, we... I mean, I understand you got it. the whole point. The first whole two, three quarters of the movie of Dirty Dozen is just bringing this group of malcontents, loners, if you will, together as a team. Deadheads, as they called them, yes. in the movie. That Grateful Dead was inspired also by this movie. Of course it was. We're just doing movies that heavily inspired the world. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm ready. All right. Let's do it, everybody. If you love America as much as we love America, then you're going to be hyped for this trailer for The Dirty Dozen. Major Reisman, you are ordered by Allied Command to select 12 general prisoners, convicted by courts martial and sentenced to be executed or serve lengthy prison terms for murder, rape, robbery, and other crimes of violence and you will deliver them secretly behind enemy lines in France to undertake a mission of sabotage that could change the course of the war. The 12 men will be known as the Dirty Dozen. Lee Marvin as Major John Reisman. There's a little of Major Reisman in every man, says Marvin. Tough and unyielding, yet compassionate. I think it's the best role I've ever been asked to play. You've all volunteered for a mission which gives you just three ways to go. Either you can file up in training and be shipped back here for immediate execution of sentence, or you can file up in combat, in which case I will personally blow your brains out, or you can do as you're told, in which case you might just get by. Now you hold it right there. This war was not started for your private gratification, and you can be damn sure that this army isn't being run for your personal convenience either. Ernest Borgnine as General Warden. I'm tired of seeing generals portrayed as desk-bound pen pushers, says Borgnine. So I've played Warden as a rough professional soldier. Robert Ryan as Colonel Everett Dasher Breed. There were officers like Breed, says Ryan, who could never suffer the rules broken or even bend a little. Major Reisman's compliments, sir. You prefer to be captured or destroyed. Jimmy Brown as Napoleon Jefferson. Jefferson is any man fighting for recognition against the odds, says Brown. I think I understand him pretty well. The hell is John Cassavetes as Victor Franco, says Cassavetes. Franco is a petty hoodlum forced to heroism by circumstances beyond his control. We go on that mission, we all get killed. That's what they want. That's what they want. Trini Lopez as Jimenez. He's crawling with hate. Charles Bronson as Vladislaw. The last guy in the world you'd expect to be a hero. <laughs> Telly Savalas as Archer Maggot. Maggot is a maniac, says Savalas. His religious fanaticism can never be moderated or quelled. It is a constant danger. <laughs> Clint Walker as Samson Posey. An Indian with war paint smeared on his soul. Train them. Excite them. Arm them. And turn.
turn them loose on the Nazi High Command. everybody we're opening up we got oss major john reisman do you know what oss is yeah it was the i want to is it was like the precursor cia i thought oh wow okay it's it's secret intelligence it is so these are American- forgive me jack if i fucked up yeah sorry jack we're he's gonna, gonna he's gonna really oh, this is his fucking wheel i know house. right he's probably pissed off we didn't invite him to this episode oh sorry jack well we got something we got something we got a crossover I, I, I think i know the main submachine gun they use though mp40 okay i think unless uh uh uh, uh return of castle wolfenstein has been lying to me <laughs> Uh, before we get into it, I want to point out this movie came out. Uh, let's see, I think World War II ended in like forty-five, so like twenty-two years after. So now it's enough time has passed. We're gonna have fun with World War II because this is a fun movie. It is. There's a lot of hijinks going on. There is movie. a lot of hijinks and a lot of like kind of cartoony, which makes you type think music. the way it's funny because back. So this is only twenty-two years after the war. So. Most of the people that were involved with their fought in it were in concentration camps or whatever, still alive. Yeah. No issue. Do you think they could ever make a movie like this that any had, had any whimsy involved with World War Two and Nazis? Um, no. But now that you say twenty two years, think about what happened twenty two years ago. Yeah, I'm, we we still couldn't make a joke about that movie. I hope we get a funny nine eleven movie. I think Uwe Boll already did it. Oh really? I can't believe we've... I mean, I can because he sucks, but I can't believe we've never done an Uwe Boll movie because he's the king of schlock. I, yeah, I, I don't He even, actually... I think he followed us at one time. I did have some interactions with him weird. on Twitter in the early days. Er, okay. All I know is he always he always threatens critics to a boxing match. Nice. People, That's a good move. And he's also probably a Nazi because he's German. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so... And, and then, I mean, we... Also, at the same time, Hogan's Heroes was on, which was another Nazi. Like fighting Nazis is fun. Like they're, they're kind of just goofballs. They're not like monsters that they were in real life. I don't know how we make fun of any kind of war. We bet I've been listening to because it's been uh, like Kissinger would have turned a hundred years old in the last week. So I was listening to a thing about that guy. Holy he can fuck! Kissinger, my ass! I didn't realize how much of a monster that man was. Yeah, of course. He was. Holy shit! Now the Venture Brothers character Henry Killinger makes more sense because yeah. Jesus, fuck that guy sucks. See, cartoons can be educational. Griff like, had, didn't even know who this guy was. Uh, yeah, I, well, I knew Kissinger. I thought I didn't know he was fucking as just murderous as he was. I mean, I want to point out we got people who were probably born twenty years ago who will be horribly offended by the Dirty Dozen if it came out now because of its disrespect to you know. There's a guy I on uh, Hogan's Heroes who was in a concentration camp, okay? And he acted on this wacky fucking TV show about goofball Colonel Clank and Sergeant Schultz who, I know nothing, I know nothing, because he got it. like Because he knew they were making the Nazis like the assholes that they were. They were yeah. clowning on them. Right. And that's all it is, people. It's just like, 
you know, I mean, I would get it if we were like making Colonel Clink cool, but we weren't. He was right. an idiot. <laughs> and this guy understood it. The guy who was fucking probably was set for the gas chamber. Right. And t- until we get, get rescued. And he's like, well, whatever, you know. Right. It can be done. You can. All I'm saying is you can make fun of touchy material. And if you do it the right way. Right. There, comedy is just all. We do it every week, by I, the way. On the whole, comedy is just on the outs because there's nobody who just wants to do fun jokes. I mean, we do it every week. Yeah. You got to have, like, people are like, but what about edgy jokes? Edgy jokes are literally made for 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds. It depends. I mean, I I don't want to live in a world where I don't, I, I've outgrown most of that shit. Yeah. But I don't want to live in a world where we can't have tasteless oh, yeah. humor. Ed, are edgy and tasteless the same thing? They butt against each other. I don't know. I yeah. mean, you can be tasteless and not be. Ed- to me, edgy is where you're, you're like racism yeah. or like hateful kind right. of humor. I don't think. I mean, because like John Waters is tasteless, but I don't think he's hateful at all. Exactly. So, I mean, they're in the same round the Venn diagram. They're kind of. Okay. But. Because when I think I, when I think edgy, I think of you, you Dane know, Cook. Dane Cook? Was he edgy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think of oh. uh, Dennis Miller. N- no, he went crazy. Bill Maher. He thinks he's edgy, but he's not. <laughs> Babe. Uh, maybe a, a little Bill Burr is a little edgy. Like Bill Burr. Yeah. That, that Patrice think, O'Neill, like those guys. I think I think Edge left Bill Burr. Well, no, I guess not. Well, he's on a he's on Mandalorian now, so he can't be too edgy. Oh, okay. You know? How does he end up? We're reopening the show apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Okay. All right. So I just want to point also, Lee Marvin was a veteran of uh, yes. World War II. He was in the Pacific. A lot he of saw it. some shit. Yeah. He got shot in the war. He got shot? Yeah. He saw some fucked up shit, which I think also led to his horrible alcoholism. Uh, that would do it. So, Which yeah. is why on this great Memorial Day, any way you can, make sure your fucking Congress people are funding veterans. Because it's fucked up that we don't fund our veterans. I'm sorry. Well, no, we just use that as a... Uh, political theater. Yeah. You know, we all know we're not we're not gonna go into debt. We They're waiting till the last minute, like they do it every fucking time, and they have the same news stories. Oh my god, mm-hmm. this guy is falling. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, people, but worry about this. All right, so we see Lee Marvin. He's Major John Reisman. He's brought. He's 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 observing a convict uh, being executed by hanging. That's right. He even remembers the name. He takes note of the name because he sees it as human fucking waste. He's like, why are we killing these and people? And the guy's like, almost like he just woke up. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. It's going to be really interesting because we're going to hear about some of the crimes these prisoners committed to get on you know, death sentence or hard labor and everything in a little yeah. while here. So then he, he storms off. He's disgusted by what he saw. Gets back and uh, you said he's he, he gets back to his, like his own office and I forget the well, guy's he's got, name. He's getting called in to General Warden, played yeah. by Ernest Borgnine. And as he's walking into his office, he passes by Colonel Breed, who's his nemesis. Ugh. Why? Because Colonel Breed is a by the book nerd. Reisman is one of those guys, and they explain it in this opening scene. He like our favorite cops. Doesn't play by the rules, but nope. he gets shit 
done. Results. He's the kind of guy, if he's got the enemy on the run and he's told to maintain position, he's like, no, we got this guy on the run. We're going to kill them all. That's right. And we learn a lot about Lee Marvin through conversations he has with the Dirty Dozen we'll be meeting here. It's, it's, this is a great movie. So he's brought in before General Warden, and he, they ask him, well, what do you think? How do you feel about that hanging? Yeah, and he's like, yep, we killed another person. And he's like, no, I mean, how do you really feel about it? And it's like, I, why are we fucking killing these people? Gardner didn't deserve to die. And he's like, who's Gardner? The right. kid you just fucking killed. It's like the fucking Black Sabbath song, War Pigs. We're just pawns in chess. Wait <sighs> for Judgment Day to come. That's right. These fucking generals, they don't care. We're just toys, pawns. Pawns. They're not even doing the Goro move with our pawns. They're just throwing us out there to get the king to sit on. That's right. And so we're, we're learning. Reisman, much like the Dirty Dozen, he's in some hot water. I mean, people like don't like the way he does shit, That's even right. though he gets results. That's right. Especially Colonel Breed, who's jealous of him. I mean, what is the military? If you're going to be an official in the military, you're probably pretty stiff. Like, isn't that what the military is all about? We need to have everything one way because if you have the slightest discretion, it's my mind is blown it's and chaos, I don't know what yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have guys going off on their own. Right. I mean, it's a coordinated thing. You right. Know? But when you get shit done, like Reisman, you turn a blind eye. You need to. We learn this throughout all of our cop shows. So now uh, General Ward, I think is not him, but his because he just sits back like drinking whiskeys and shit. And his goon, I don't remember that guy's name, but he had his talking guy. Yeah, Desmond or something. He's breaking it down. He's like, hey, have you ever heard about something called Project Amnesty? There, okay, we do learn that Reisman is trying to get out of this group that he's a part of, ADSEC. I, I don't know, guys. But... <laughs> He's trying to get out of there, and they're like, hey, guess what? You're not getting out of ADSEC. In fact, you're getting a new mission. Project Amnesty. And he's like, oh, by the way, this isn't an offer. You volunteered. That's right. And we learned this is the, the – because he's like, it's this super top secret. I don't even know if I should tell you this. And he's like, I'd like to fuck you now if I'm running the operation. It's like, all right, we learned there's a secret fuck palace, chateau, if you will. Ooh. Where all the German high command go to get the rocks off every oh, couple weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And they, they also mentioned this mission takes place a day before D-Day. So we want to we need to get rid of all their big wigs, all their high command, and we're gonna just roll over them on D-Day. Now, if you get the opportunity, go ahead. I hear they have a secret cocktail that works in... Uh, they call it a sausage. They do, yeah. They love their sausage. They put sauerkraut in theirs, so though. Oh, That's how yeah. they, they ruin it. So, we're... It's... it's uh, sauerkraut is... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, <laughs> it's uh, fermented. Fermented, yeah. So, it can yeah. get you a little buzz. Well, it also give you good gut bacteria, Murray. Gut health. I hear the Germans poop really well. But this... Of course, it's heavily guarded. We have everybody but Hitler. I mean, all the bigwigs, all the Nazi bigwigs are going to be there. And Reisman's like, this sounds like a suicide mission. Well, it's funny you mention that. It is. How the hell am I going to? Because here's, the, here's what they're going to give these guys. Because they, they're going to use prisoners. It's, it's like, it's if you, you don't want a, mo a movie that was uh, heavily based on Three Dozen Suicide Squad. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to give you guys who are, you got life senses or, or uh, death senses, and we're going to 
we might reward them afterwards. We might. Yeah. We might commute their sentences. We haven't worked that out yet. Yeah, uh, we're not worried about the details because we uh, uh, imagine you're all going to die. And that's when Reisman, of course, are the deal. He's like, look, I need to be able to motivate them. I can't just tell them, yeah, you're going to go fight for your country and die. Yeah. That's not great at you know motivating these boys. By the way, we probably had the draft at this time. So yeah, of course we had the draft. I imagine a lot of these guys did not volunteer. I assume so, but they do. They mentioned right before they go on the mission, they did volunteer. But I, Franco, no way, Franco fucking volunteered. No way. There's no fucking chance. So I bet he was like g- getting ready to go to prison for life, and they were like, "Hey, you could volunteer for the military." And well, that's what happened with my uncle in Vietnam. Fuck man, God, what a great country. Yeah, and he. Uh, now I'm not gonna go into it, but yeah, it <laughs> fucked his life up. But uh, so. Yeah, Reisman's like walks out, and the officers, like you know, the generals, like, wow, that this I, I never really thought about. It. This really is a fuck deal we come up with. We do have to point out that Reisman says he noticed Colonel Breed outside. He's like, "Am I getting this mission? Is Breed have anything to do with me getting this mission?" They're like, "No, he's just going to be training you on uh, parachuting." All right. So now he heads over to the military prison. Oh, there it is. Reziman. I knew I got some of these letters swapped up. Not Reisman. Reziman. Heads over. We, this is where we meet Sergeant Bowerin, who's an MP. We recognize Richard Jekyll, people. I'm the classic Mr. No Legs. We covered it four and a half years ago, something like that. That was one of our early episodes. Oh, we still had baby throats back then. Yeah. We're all gravelly now yeah. from all this fucking recording. And uh, so we recognize this guy. We recognize everybody. This is a star-studded affair here. Right. Did we mention that even Ernest Bornine was like, this is a fucking insane mission, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. So this is where we meet the Dirty Dozen. This is where we finally get the title screen, the screen oh yeah we get the fucking copyright so they, they got them all lined up first we meet franco played by john cassavetti death sentence by hanging we meet Vladek, 20 years hard labor you don't need to know this guy he doesn't do much right jefferson the great jim brown hanging pinkley a young baby donald sutherland God. 20 years hard labor gilpin 30 years hard labor. You don't need to know this guy. Nope. He does the one thing. Posey, who, by the way, got robbed at the end, by the way. And he didn't get to do, like, anything. I know. So. They, they said they built his character. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know the actor's name. Clint something. If they made a fucking Superman movie in the 60s, this guy was born to play Superman. Fuck yes, he, he looked was. like Superman. So. Uh, in in glory, like this guy reminded me of a glorious bastard because he reminds me of the Jew bear. I think they called him in a glorious bastard. Yeah, that dude was fucking enormous. So I was waiting for him to like go in and slyly kill somebody and just like gouge their eyeballs out. Spoiler alert: He doesn't do anything. Yeah, death by hanging. Yeah, we'll learn more about him. Vladislav, we're gonna call him Bronson because this is a. Tongue twister of a name. Oh, yeah. Played by Charles, great Charles Bronson, death by hanging. Sawyer, guy you don't really need to know. That's right. 20 years hard labor. What's the inspiration of the song, Tom Sawyer? That's true. Lever, fucking like life sentence. Don't need to know. Yeah, don't need to know. Bravos, guy with a mustache. 
He was the mustache. Yeah, 30 years hard labor. Which, by the way, there's no way you'd be allowed to have that giant mustache in the military. No. You can have a mustache, but it's got to be a little skinny one. Yeah. And it cannot pass your your side of your mouth. Nope. I know it's regulation. Jimenez. Guy, a little color. Mexican guy. 20 years hard labor. And the man of the hour, the tower of power, the man we've been waiting for, our favorite of Golden Globus Theater, Mr. Telly Stavalis as Maggot. Death by hanging. Mm. So now we got our dirtiest of dozens. Right. Reisman's got to go ahead. He's got Bowerin, who's his left-hand sergeant. So, right. He's his right-hand man, his left-hand yeah. sergeant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a term, your left-hand sergeant? Fuck yeah, it is. Um, and so he's going to, anytime he has to do any kind of order direction, he always tells Bowerin, have the guys do this. Right. Well, he's like, let's see if they can march. Who knows yeah. if these guys can even do that? Bowerin is part of the MP, the military police. Yeah. And so it's like... Uh, Reisman always has to work with the MP because these guys are still, after all, still prisoners. Right. Okay. So he's like, like Bowron, can make a march. Let's see if they can even do that together. Yeah. yeah, first they line them up, like we said. Then they count them off. So right. each one is assigned a number. Because right. later on, you'll, they'll be like, they're getting harassed because people want their names. And they're just like, I'm number nine. So they all go, they all follow orders, but one guy, that fucking Franco. Okay, Franco. He's, he's up to no good. They stop the line, they march it backwards to meet with him, and then, of course, Reisman's got to go over there and ask him, like, what's going on? What's your fucking problem? Right. Uh, I got a pain. Yeah. I know my rights. I don't have to march. Uh, Why don't you have to march? Because fucking convicted prisoners don't have to fuck. I'm a dead man. Why do I have to fuck him up? No, I know my rights, and there's nothing you can do about it. So Ryze was like, <laughs> he does a Kojak. <laughs> Come with me a minute here. And he starts threatening him. He's like, get your shit together. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Turns his back, walks away. Reisman does. And yeah. as soon as he does that, Franco doesn't like authority. None of these uh, people here like authority. Right. That's the whole point. Right. And so he attacks Reisman. Reisman just flips him over his back, gives him a little fucking karate chop to the neck. He's just like... He's out. Yeah, he gets the fucking Star Trek karate chop and is, like, dead. Right. You literally hear Bowron telling the guys, all right, you'll get his legs, I'll get his head, we'll get him into the prison again. He's like, Bowron, what did you see? I saw a guy attack you, sir. You were standing your ground. Exactly. Standing his ground. His hands aren't tied. Reisman's hands... Not tied at all. So, Breed's hands are tied as fuck. So the guys are sent back to their cells. This is where uh, Reisman's going to talk to them. A few of the important characters. The ones we're going to need to care about because they're actually stars. I'd like to see a little bit more of some of the other characters, but then again, this movie is already very long, and right. they don't fuck around. This, is, this movie is clocked at like 2.32 or something. The credits literally roll at 2.31, 58 <laughs> seconds, and it's just like, and that's it. Right. You get a little. They show their faces. Yeah. So Which first, we will be ending this movie. I I did cue up that audio okay. so everyone can hear about all the fallen soldiers. First up, Franco. He's got to talk to Franco first. He fucked with him. Right when he walks in, he notices that he's got his boots and he he's got no laces on him. None of them have laces. Right. Because they're gonna take the coward's way out. They're gonna take. It's called doing an Epstein. I don't know if we can say that, but there's too many Epstein controversies. When is fucking Elon Musk going to buy YouTube so we can be free? 
I hear that the search algorithm for Twitter is completely fucked at this point. Someone was saying they searched for cats and they were getting like videos of people killing cats. I don't. I don't know. I don't search. Yeah, because so, I guess you know, I there's know. like no moderation, so it's like. Yeah, I just check my notifications. Smart. And, you know, if someone asks me something, I'll reply. Hi, Twitter friends. We love you. Yeah. And naked pictures of women. That's what I look for. Apparently, you can get a lot of porn on Twitter now. Is that so? I see a lot of it. Wow. It just comes up. I'm not even looking for it. Right. Yeah. So, Franco, we learned, is he was in the syndicate. I think he's from Chicago. Oh, wow. I didn't catch he, that. He was a mobster. Okay. He's Italian. Of course, he's a fucking criminal. Well, that just makes my story of him probably being about to be in prison, and then they were like, you could join the military instead. Right. You figured it out. And we learned, and like a dumbass that he is, we learned that when he when he, he came over to Europe, first thing he did was a stick-up. That's right. Because that's, what he, he, that's what he, all he knows. That's right. his world. And he killed a man for $10. That's it. All he got was 10 bucks. And even Reisman's like, fuck. God damn, if you're going to like kill a guy, at least get 20. Right. So, of course, Reisman's going to offer him the deal because he's trying to get each one of them to say yes to join. But they don't tell him what they're going to do. They're no. going, we have a mission, and if you survive, you might get commuted. Your, and your prison Fra- sentence will get commuted. Franco, being Franco, he's well, You like, might not even get your prison. Your death sentence will be halted. Yeah. You might not get out of prison. Right. And so Reisman, or uh, Franco, being the smart ass he is, is asking him, like, yeah, what's in it for me, though? And, you know, well, I might be able to get you out of prison, and, uh, you know, it might save your hide. And so, you know, Reisman is just, or fucking Franco, walks away after agreeing, I want, I'll do anything not to die, and Reisman's just like, yeah, whatever. And he literally yells out, I'm not kidding. I'm not gonna fucking die. And he's set to be hung. Next up, we meet Vladislav, played by the great Charles Bronson. He's just sitting there reading a the paper. We learn that he can speak German. Right. My father, because he's Polish, obviously, Vladislav. My father was a coal miner in Germany. So we learned German. So he knows all the German they need. And he's like, it says right here, you're an officer. Yeah, oh, for three days. Scoffs at it. You don't like officers, though, do you? Then we realize that this is kind of a bullshit thing he's in for because he did shoot a uh, friendly fire, if you will. Uh, but the guy was fucking chicken shit. He's, he's their medic. They were in the middle of a crossfire. And their medic just fucking turns fucking chicken shit heel and just takes off with all their fucking medical equipment. And right. he's like shot him in the back. So their squad was all fucked up and everything. They needed their medic. And the medic, with all the supplies, got up and ran off. So we shot him in the back. So he, he's getting railroaded. But, and, and even right. like Reisman agrees. He goes along. with. He's just like, you did the fucking right thing. That's what I would have done too. Because they play by their own rules and get the results. Right. It's the only mistake you made. Was letting someone see you kill that coward. Like, Reisman's literally laughing about it. He's like, I only see one mistake here. You got caught. So it passes by uh, Jefferson, Jefferson, which is Jim Brown's character. Yep. And uh, Napoleon Jefferson. He's being handed his lunch. And he's kind of playing up to the racial tropes that these guys are put upon him. He's acting like a savage, but he's joking around. He's like, you know, mocking them. Their right. own racism in their face. Uh, someone screams out like, oh, yeah, 
we're going to offer you a seat at the white table. And that's what you, you were saying. He's, he's got a cup full of pee or something. He's like playing like he's going to throw it at them. And then he just, just a joke. Up next, we visit Maggots. Archer Maggots, played by the great Telly Savalas. And we learned he's an old school Southern boy. You, I thought Telly Savalas was totally going against type. Because Telly Savalas only plays Telly Savalas. If you know, and that's a great role to play, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I thought he was going out. You disagree. You think he I was. Fe- I feel like every one of his line reads sounds exactly like Telly Savalas. Like, I didn't, I didn't see him be kind of. Or- it worked so well. But it, it just felt like he doesn't have any other. Well, I mean, no, he's. I mean, I wouldn't. I couldn't see Kojak being a religious fanatic. That's an no. incel. No, not but at all. That's basically that. He was incel before incel was cool. Yeah, if it ever was cool, which it's not. It's not. And so he hates women because probably can't get laid. That's probably it. And so he raped and murdered a woman. That's why he's in. Prison. Of course. He says he did not rape the woman. He just killed her because she was a slut. Hua! S L U T. Slut. Good book tells me, Major, I got to kill the Huas. And he's like, like, because I guess Reisman's from the South. He's a good Southern boy, Southern Baptist, too. He's like, well, I remember reading the good book. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just a tool of the Lord. Just, I love this because this is what the worst of any religious person does is they see, like we were talking about, the people who get one over on God by finding their loopholes. It's like there's always that little wiggle room they find to be like, no, I'm justified. Yeah, and, well, he totally believes the Lord is working through him. Right. He is the Lord's weapon, tool, whatever. That's correct. So even like fucking Reisman's rolls his eyes. Like, yeah, this guy, I got to watch this guy. Next up, Jefferson. And we realize, we learn he's in prison for the having the audacity to not let a lynch mob cut his balls off. That's it. It's a Which, terrible thing. Yeah. And Reisman's like, look, I got a big dick, too. I understand. <laughs> and, but I'm giving you a chance to fight again. And then Jefferson's... Well, well, yeah, Jefferson's not going to go right along. He's like, look... This is it. What, who am I fighting for here? Yeah, why am I fighting for a country that treats me like shit? And Reisman's going to be like, well, no, you could fight for anything you want. You're still putting your ass on the line, but you could fight for anything. We'll He's like, benefit for you it. You could kill some whiteies, and then his eyes light up. Hmm, I like the idea of killing some honkies. And, of course, he floats the, you know, deal down there for him. We might be able to get you out of your, your crime. Right. And then we we get a little levity where we see we learn that Jimenez loves he just loves life he's like eating his fucking beans and rice like hey major Bowron's telling him uh, we get like a couple of quick little clips clips of uh, a couple other guys and yeah Jimenez is just sitting there gorging on his food I'll do it just for some guitar strings and then Reisman goes to Bowron why don't give him some fucking guitar who's ever hung themselves with guitar strings yeah which would makes sense you could though yeah and that's what Bowen says he's like not on my watch that's right so he's like if he does get the get the rope give the man some strings let him play that mariachi shit I he played it. for us later he didn't play any mariachi so now 
we get the dirty dozen. He's talked to them all. We, we, we need to hear from the other guys. There's a meeting hall down here. He gets everybody in there, and he says, guards, walk. He's talking to the dozen himself. Right, because he has to get a trust with these guys. He, he wants them to know he's one of them. Right. He's not he's not fucking Colonel Breed who would never even fucking associate with these guys. He's got twelve new puppies on his watch and he has to break them all so, in the next week. So he breaks it down. He's like, look, there's three ways this can go. You can fuck up during training, you're back here. You can fuck up on the mission and I'll fucking kill your ass. Or you can succeed and everybody's happy. Right. And everyone's like, okay, I like those. We don't, we don't have much else going on here. Uh, and then he's telling well, them. They're all going to die within the next couple of days. Right. I mean. But he's also telling them, he's like, look, you're all linked together. There's no replacing. Right. If one and of you fucks up, you're all fucked. You're all fucked. That's it. It's they're- over. Mission mission unaccomplished. So everyone is just kind of being quiet here, sitting. And then it's Telly, who's constantly like hunched he's with his back. He's constantly skulking. He's always got his back to everybody. Right. And so he's got his back over. He's got a cigarette. Great. Tell, this is the most like hair, like uh, body acting you've ever seen Telly do, yeah. do, and he's fantastic at it. Right. And then he just says, a hard R. <laughs> do we have to eat with the Af- R? You have to eat with the African Americans. And then that's Jim Brown, as he should, just fucking launches himself at him. Fight breaks out. Reisman walks out. Yeah, and he's and they're like Bowers, like what's going on in there? They're just having a discussion. Don't there, worry. there's some uh, disagreement about the seating arrangement for dinner tonight, and they're just setting up they're their working places. It out. Yeah, and Bowers winks. Gotcha. And Bowers is now buying it too. So he's like telling the other guys, "Hey, have you seen those Cubs? My wife's girlfriend's sister can hit better than them." This is good. That was actually fun, the movie, Murray. So the next day, Reisman's talking with Brower, and he's like, you think we can pull this shit off? Do you think I can trust these fucking goons? I think they'll put a bullet in your head the first chance they get, Major. Fuck yeah, they will. So now we got, it's like, I don't know if, I've never been in, like, the white-collar world, the office world. Did you ever, ever have to go on, uh... I'm glad you pointed that. One of those, like, uh... Yeah, office retreats, team-building exercises. This is that, yeah. Murray, I've done this. This is the worst fucking shit ever. Can you look in that drawer if I have a pen? My pen died. Uh, But no, you're dead on. This is exactly what I meant to put in my notes, but all my pens... Okay, it must be in the other drawer. I'll go up and get it in a second. Uh, this is exactly what this feels like. None of you want to be there. You have one person be like, come on, guys. You're not getting paid hands. to be there. We did get paid. Oh, well, that's good. So least. that's fine, yeah. Uh, but it's just like, stop trying to make us friends. We come in, the, we the clock trust it. fall, all that kind of uh, shit. Like, the office does a good job of giving you that cringe level of entertainment, you know, where it's like, that's what they're trying to do. It's the fucking worst. The bureaucracy happening in this movie is perfect. It's a little too thick for me because it's real. They did a good job with that. Right. So they're, I don't know where they're at. I, mean, I think they're in England. I don't know where. I believe they were, Maybe yeah. France. I don't know. But, eh, no, it couldn't be France because that's where we did D-Day. Yeah, so we're probably in England. Think uh, about the prostitutes. That they all spoke English. That's true. So I think they're. I just think in one had a French accent, but oh, you know, all French women are whores. I think we she, know that. I think she was just trying to play it up. And so they, we need some team building. So they're not only gonna go to a camp; they're gonna 
build their own camp. They're going to build their own quarters and the, the officers' quarters, all that good shit. So we get a nice little montage of them building. What? Did these motherfuckers... What? A good stiff wind could knock over these... They were literally using one-by-fours as studs in these fucking little cuts they're making. Like you said, this is where we get our first, like, levity jokes. We're having fun. The music's whimsical. Boo, so I boo, guess team boo, building boo. works, Griff. I guess it does, because they actually build, like, three or four huts, a w- lookout tower, fence posts, a barbed wire, and everything, because they're in an empty field, and it's fucking raining. And Reisman's like, hey, it sucks that it's raining. Build a fucking house now. Or quarters or well, yeah, we're, huts. Yeah. Build ours first, and yeah. then you get to build yours. It, but like you said, these guys are figuring it out. I mean, they're nailing things to random things. Like, none of this makes sense. How they built a hut that, you know, that works is fascinating. Franco pockets some, some uh, wire cutters. That's right. Jimenez paints his hand or some shit. It's just a little levity there. One of them was like working there, and he just got paints right over his hand. And again, he looks up, and it's just like, oops. Weird moment for fun, but team building. So we don't know how many days, weeks go by, but it's time to shut down for the day. So Reisman's like, all right, that'll be enough. And like Franco's like, we, we're almost got the floor in our own fucking quarters. We, we're tired of sleeping on the grass. Uh, yeah, that's great. Here's the thing. You're going to install the air conditioning unit on our place, and then you go sleep on the fucking ground until I tell you. Until you've earned it. Yeah, fuck that. So Franco's going, he's pissed off. You got to break them before you build them. That's the military right, way, right? Exactly. I feel like there's ants everywhere in my house right now. So now we get a little bit of training. We're seeing uh, Bronson. He's working a little grappling hook, trying to catch something. They're climbing ropes. Right. They are being trained on a very specific mission. They've already got it planned out. They still don't know what the mission is. Right. Reisman and we as the audience don't know what this is, really. Just that they're going to a chateau. And so everything we see them training for is going to be used. In the mission. Right. And later at night, they're, they're like, they still don't have a floor. They're on the grass, and they're in a little hut. And they at least they get a radio. They do. And they're playing some, some French broad singing. Uh, it's supposed to be German. German. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it is German because... Ladislav, well, uh, L- a.k.a. Bronson. Lodis, yeah, he, he... The guy's like, hey, you speak German. Can you tell me what you're saying? Oh, she's saying she wants to get fucked. She's so lonely. She wants the big 12-inch. As our friend Joel Coleman would say, she needs her... Wait, what was he saying? Buttoned? Flicker bean. Bean! She needs her bean to Ben Bun. She's very lonely. She needs the dick. And then then Maggot sets Maggot up. (laughs) He's like, I'm trying to masturbate here. (laughs) Turn that whore music off. Again, he is... Got a blanket over his head. He's masturbating, yeah. He's got his coat He's always, over. like, sk- in the corner, yes. like, skulking. Like, Tully, how big do you think Tully is? He's probably six foot, I would say. And yet, in this movie, he manages to always shrink himself down to four or five. Right. He's constantly going full golem. Yeah, he's a gremlin. Or golem? How do you pronounce it? A golem is the Jewish uh, creature. 
Golem. Golem is the Lord of the Rings. Golem is the Jewish thing. Golem is the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And he's like, ah, shut that whole music off. They're they're playing a little too live crew, too. So they're right. Ballring goes, go to bed, you fucking (gasps) dozen. That cheap, wailing slut quiet. That was so good. I loved it. Franco is his chance. He's got those wire cutters. He he he's pissed off. He's got to sleep on the goddamn floor, not but the floor, the ground. He just won't accept anyone telling him what to do. Right. So he's waking up. He's got. I forget who it was next to him. It was a nobody. It was uh. It was it was Jimenez or Bravos. I think it was yeah. Jimenez. And he tells him, "You look like a fucking smart guy." No, he, it was Pinkley. I was gonna say. I yeah. think it was Pinkley. Yeah, because he's like or Pinkley. He, He's a little uh, slow. Slow, yeah. yeah. And Donald Sutherland, perfect for that. <laughs> yes. He does have that face where it's kind of like out there. Um, and he's telling him, you look like you're fucking intelligent. Let's get the fuck out of here. But we can't leave. And so You're a fucking moron. <laughs> I'm out of here. Well, where are you going? I got to take a shit. <laughs> shit. So it takes off. Bronson, he knows something's up. Bronson and Jefferson have just immediately made friends. Right. Well, because black guy and a Polak. I mean, they're both on the same level in America. That's a good so. point. It's funny to think about that, how America used to hate, you know, like Italians and uh, Polacks. And, and Irish, yeah. And Irish. You, you earn it. You got to earn it. Now you're white folk, and right. we get to be racist to everybody else. Right. Now beat up those black people for us. <laughs> Whatever you say, boss. Uh, so they they both notice and they look at each other. They go, I still didn't take a shit earlier. There's, there's no way he's taking a two shit. Right. They know he's Something's up to no up. good. So they go following after him, and sure enough, he gets out those wire cutters. Franco does, mm. and he's trying to work on that fence. And Bronson just comes over and slaps him out of his hand. Hey, what are you doing? Jefferson is just there to look menacing as fuck. And he's like, "This is a fucking suicide mission. Don't you want to get the fuck out of here? Come on, we can go." Don't you realize half the fucking guys in our hut, they're not getting death. You're giving them death. And Bronson, he's, he's like, they're thinking like, hey, they're buying into the fucking uh, true circle. Right, I, right. I mean, it's their only chance. Maybe they're willing to die for the cause as opposed to just being hung. And he's like, fuck you. Franco's like, fuck you. I'm out of here. And they just. Fucking slap those fucking wire cutters out of his hands. Right. They they just handle him and everything. And then we see Franco get up, try to fight back, tries to run away, and Posey's right there to impose. Right. And he's like, what are you doing there? And he's like, then Reisman comes out of the shadows. He was watching the whole time. He catches up to Bronson because Bronson, he's already picked out Bronson. He's like, Bronson's going to be like the leader well, because amongst the squad, well, right? Because he is a disciplined soldier. Right. What he did was right, right, on the battlefield. So he knows I can trust this guy. Sure. So they're like, "Well, he's like, what's going on here? I don't know. He must have slipped in the soup." <laughs> Which is an ongoing joke in this movie. Very good. I like that. more training. He man as is climbing the rope. I could never do that. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit I could never really? climb the rope at school. I was I just I just didn't have the upper body strength. I'm sorry to hear it. And I got I got humiliated like Jimenez. I felt for Jimenez yeah. because he's like he's like literally two feet. He climbed like twenty feet and there's two feet left. Major, I can't do it. I can't get up there, you fucking. It's so and so. 
And then he's like, no, working. I can't. He's like, hand me that gun. Hand me that gun that Jack Battler probably knows exactly how to how That's works. the MP40. And Every submachine gun you see in this movie is an MP40. Shoots the fucking right underneath Jimenez's feet. Like, and he like climbs right up that fucking They rope. do a George Miller, speed up the film. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of George Miller, Tina Turner, God rest her soul. Yeah. Apparently she hated America, though. Well, because she wasn't appreciated. She's a black woman in America. Yeah. yeah. I think she has a reason to. Okay. She grew up in fucking fucking Jim Crow South. So yeah. she wouldn't oh, that's know. A good and then point. she had fucking Ike Turner to deal with. And then so. she fucking ended up in Mad Max. You and know. she was huge in Europe. They loved her. So yes, why I, not go where you love? I, why not? Which is why. Kim I pointed that out. By the way, I tweeted about that. I said, one of the few good things about Beyond Thunderdome, mm-hmm. Tina Turner. God Tina Turner you. was fucking great in that movie. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest in power. So now we, we now we're gonna what's up with Posey? He's like Posey, get over here. I don't know about that, Major, because he's like, take this knife. I don't want to touch anything. He's, he's a gentle giant. They're doing Lenny. Yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, he's. I think he's not. He's not supposed to be slow. No, yeah, he's but, he's a gentle giant. He's, yeah. he and they, he's supposed to be Native American because he calls him an Apache. Oh, okay. And he's just like, no, he's like. It's not even in the... It's still in the scabbard. Just take the goddamn knife. I don't want nothing to do with anything. I don't... This... See, I'm sketchy. Take the knife. And he, he takes, takes it. it. Scabbard falls off. And then Reisman's like, great. Stab me. I, I don't... I don't want to do anything. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want... You're not going to hurt me. Yeah. I'm going to fuck gonna, you up. I'm going to fuck you. And then Reisman starts going into his backstory. What are you in here for? Why did you happen to prison? It's because somebody... Pushed you. Well, I don't like people. I don't like being pushed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like him. He doesn't have his full strength yet. Yeah. Okay. My we, cat just tried to jump on the table yeah. and we, fell. We pointed out. Yeah. Paw issues. Um. But yeah. So he's telling him. Oh, well, I'll start telling about your story. You don't like being pushed around. I'll push you around. Because apparently, and all the other boys, they're just like, yeah. Tell us what happened. What did Posey do? Yeah, he's like, yeah. You don't like being pushed. Well, how about I push you? Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. He's like. What what happened to that guy you pushed? You killed him. You, he's like, I just punched him. One yeah, punch. one punch and you shattered his fucking jaw. You fucking Ivan Drago, this motherfucker. You Sonny Chiba, the motherfucker. We got the X-rays back. And he's like, well, I told him not to push me. I don't like being pushed. Well, I'm gonna push you. So he starts shoving him and he's backing him up and he's going right back to that watchtower they built. And as soon as his back hits it. <gasps> And then fucking Reisman just flips him over his back, puts his arm behind his back. It reminds me very much of, uh, I can't think of his name, but Brock, Tr- Brock Samson's trainer, who is the Hunter, Hunter Thompson guy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he flips him over, and he's like, calm down there, big boy, calm down there. Just patting his head. You okay? Are you okay? Posey, are you with us? And then he's like, I'm here, sir. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So we now, we got a killer who never gets utilized at all. Never. And so, all right, so now we got to get a psych evaluation on these guys. That's right. So Kinder they, comes in to do this. So at first he talks to Posey, and he's like, they talk about his anger issues, calms him down. Right. It's going to teach him how to uh, write, because we're at that point of America. You know, he's probably grew up on a reservation. They probably treat him like shit. These are, this was the dregs of society. Yeah, okay. You know? 
So then he's got it. Like I, I think he talks to Bronson next. I don't think he talks. Does he talk to Maggot or Bronson? He does talk to Maggot next. Uh, 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 Bronson actually comes the second day. I thought okay. they did everybody in right. one day, but yeah, this is the correct order. So he's talking to fucking Maggot, and Maggot's going off on all his crazy ass conspiracy theories oh, yeah. and shit, talking about. Uh, uh, the 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 trail the jet trails and like uh, the chemicals chem trails. yeah chem, chem trails. trails come on Murray. all this shit Adrenal he's talking chrome. about jet fuel couldn't like this like make a building fall we don't know how that happened also we need to come up with a good 911 joke movie for you know the 22nd year anniversary because that's when comedy starts and the guy's like yeah okay but what do you feel about your your uh, brethren out there uh what i see out there is 11 evil men who need justice. They're nothing but sinners. Sinners. And so later in the day, uh, he's talking. He's, you know, he's got he's to give his evaluations to Reisman. He's like, everybody seems all right, but that MAGA guy is fucking crazy. Get him the fuck out of this company. Otherwise, he is going to be a huge problem. No, I don't think so. I'm going to use the lineup that the army gave him. Because he also pointed out, all these guys hate your guts. He's like, maybe I can use their hatred to build a better team. Right. I will use their hatred of me and unite these guys. Right. So, he's like, so now he's got a fucking game plan. He's ha- and we get a very uh, 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 big clue here. He said, all these guys are, they're using I, they're using me. They're, you know, all singular. He's right. like, we got to get them thinking. Together, so maybe their hatred of me will unite them, like you said. Yeah, and then he talks. He talks to uh, to Bronson. That's like the scene. Cause still it's, go, it's, you're still it's, go, you're still it's, jumping. It's the, no, because he gives. They me do a, it in. They do it in like two different scenes. Well, either way, this happens before we get to our next thing on the notes, because it's not in the notes. But they're doing word association. And, you know, the whole thing, like, if I say a word, you tell me the first thing that pops into your head. And they're like, he's like, uh, uh, onion. And he's like, nothing. Nothing's in my head. And he's like, happiness. I would say something. He's like, and you're not getting it. I'd say something like happiness, and you'd say children. I'd never say that. I would. <laughs> that was the bad. Yeah. Um, baseball. Well, no, he says he starts saying a bunch. of. He's like, machine gun. First baseman. Yeah, that's And then right. he's like, uh, plant. Third baseman. And he's <laughs> like, you like baseball. I'm, this is what's coming to my head. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So, yeah, there's a little, little more levity. We need that. Got to have that. All right. So we we he evaluates everybody. Every, maggot is, no, we got to get rid of this fucking maggot fuck. We go into our next day. We got another scene here. We got another fucking fight stirring up. Apparently, the boys have been shaving with cold water. There is hot water available to them. Right. And Franco, always bitching about shit. He's the malcontent of the dozen. He's like, how the fuck am I? That would be rough shaving with cold water. Yeah. But he's like, how the fuck am I supposed to fucking shave with cold water? In fact, I'm not shaving anymore. If you aren't, you motherfuckers got cold or hot water. You got windows. You got doors. You got floors. I want hot water. Water and then uh, even like Jefferson and Bronson, who were we just we had heat with them earlier. Like you know, he's kind of right. Yeah, I think I'm on his side on this one. So Reisman gets called out, and Reisman comes out there. He's like, "What do I hear about you motherfuckers not shaving?" 
Is this right? You're not going to shave anymore? Lines everybody up. He's like, who agrees with Mr. Franco? Step forward. Everybody steps forward except Maggot's the very last one. Always the last one. He's he's the one that can't really... won't he's the griff of the, the the group who's like I don't care about these team building things. That's right. I want to go home. I just want to put in my eight and go home. I, I don't want to know your name. You're eight to me. <laughs> but even Maggot does eventually get in line. It's like, oh, I guess you're all united again for this, huh? Well, you know what? You don't get the fucking shave. How about that? And you don't get a hot food. You're gonna be eating K rations for the rest of this fucking training session. Reisman goes into the, his hut with uh, Kinder, and Kinder's like, oh my god, this is a travesty. And he's like, no, this is the best fucking day of our training yet. Did you hear that? There was no I. There was no me. There was us. Were. They're a team. They're building. It's happening. So then we cut forward a couple days. Everyone's got some stubble now. They're looking grimy. You got flies around them. We got the stink lines right. going off them. And apparently they got hot food waiting for them. Because they're done with their training here, they're going to go to paratrooping That's school. That's right. So they give them one. And, but it's just, it's like, it's like the Mad Max dog food. It's, it's, it's yeah. you know, stinky dye and fucking heat it up. Franco literally makes the joke because he's the first one because... It's Franco. He's the leader, after all. He's the hothead. And he gets the f- slot first, and someone goes, what is it? Is it good? Is it good? He's like, I ain't never eaten anything like this before, but I've stepped in it. And it's hot. That's a Jim Cornette joke for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We, we learn that paratroopers. We actually cut two to paratroopers. Paratrooper school awaits, but we learn. We, we learn who's that running early it. Scene. Colonel Her- Breed's yeah. running it. That's and right. we know that Reisman and Breed are like cats and dogs. They hate each other. So he's like, Reisman sets, he's like, look, we're just going to go do this. You don't talk to anybody. You don't give anybody your name, your serial number. You're not even going to have dog tags. Yeah. They literally don't have dog tags throughout this whole fucking movie. Usually you have like your gear with your name on. Nothing. Right. You're number one, two, three, so, so, so. I forget who was the liaison for them. It wasn't. It wasn't born nine because that wouldn't make any no, sense. He's a, he's a general. He's a general. And, yeah, I think it was just that guy that talks for Borg. Okay, the balding guy. Um. So yeah, his liaison is telling him like, you need to get the, you need to get breed off my back. Give him anything. Yeah, because he's got all he's wanting to do is fuck with me. Right. Get so, off my back. Let me get my fucking you know guys trained, and we're out of there. I just want to go in and work with the fucking paratroopers. I don't want to deal with Breed. I don't care what you have to do. Tell them I have a general with me, for fuck's sakes. So they actually did that. We told them a general was coming. The guy literally goes, <laughs> a general, and they do the fucking like, uh, black screen closing in on a little circle. Fade out. Uh, yeah, fade out, and then it fades back in, and there he is. How, and Breed is excited. He's got his Ray-Bans on. He's like, a fucking general. Did you hear what general it was? Oh, my God. What general could it be? This is my ticket to being a general. Again, he's the stiff, guys. He is bureaucracy incarnate. He is the suck He's hands tied. He Completely hands tied. This guy's all about the bondage. So he has a band waiting for nope. him. Guys. His- his number one troops are all lined up, waiting in line outside. And he's like, come on, you can tell me. What's it for? What's it for? No, this is a top secret mission. Top secret. On a need-to-know basis. And you don't need to know. That's right. So the guys roll in and their truck. 
They stop. They de- he's like, play the, you know, because there's a couple false fucking alarms. Yeah. They start Again, playing. We got to have some jokes in this movie because right. World War II is a little funny. And they roll up and fucking uh, Reisman's like, oh, shit. That's right. He They're- walks up. Because this is how Reisman doesn't know that the liaison told him a general was coming. So Reisman walks up to salute to, you know, General Breed. He sees the whole fanfare waiting here and everything. And he's like, oh, fuck. What am I walking into? Walks up, salutes Colonel Breed. And Breed's just like, where the fuck's the general? And Reisman, you know, his eyes were always like, oh, that's right. That is our angle here. So he goes back to the back of the truck. Which one of you idiots wants to be a general? After telling Breed... He's incognito right now because, you know, he's supposed to be part of this mission. Right. He's like, Pinkley, you look like a general. Oh, I don't know. Pinkley is know. literally at the front of the truck. Right. <laughs> he's the closest to him. You get out of here. You're general for, for today. How do I be a general? Figure it out, idiot. All you got to do is walk down the line, look at his fir- top squadron here. You know the fucking cold. You look him up, you look him down, you nod, and you move on. That's all you got to do. So first he's a little nervous, but then he's like, I could get one over on these assholes. So right. he embraces the role. He Yeah, like it slowly starts building him, and, and he's having so much fun. All the boys are standing in line, too, and they're like, Pinkley's going to be a fucking general, and they're cackling, and they're just feeding. The energy is great here. And so he starts walking down the line. So he's like, General, what do you think of my troops? Very pretty, Colonel. But can they fight? Of course they can fight! Goes up to one of the goofballs. He's like, where are you from, son? Madison City, Missouri, sir! Never heard of it. (laughs) Walks on, and they're having a good time, and Reisman's like, you're having too much good time. So he pulls him aside. You pull this shit again, I'm going to bash your fucking brains in. That's right. And so Rise has to go in and talk with uh, Breed for a moment. Gets chewed out about of course your methods are not appropriate for the u.s army it's not appropriate for anything you do not deserve anything you know what i thought you were just some office drone some kiss ass but you're very emotional that you can't say that it's facts over feelings and he's telling him he's emotional no you can't do that you'd be in fact you're kind of being hysterical like a woman Ooh. Walks off. So they're doing their training. Breed gets one of a couple of his goons. Find out who the fuck these people are. All right. So we cut two, and our boys are coming out of the latrine. And who was it? Wadislav Bronson. Yeah. He he's old. Yeah. He's probably having problems getting it out and everything. No. So he's the last one in the bathroom, and that's when are the uh, Breed's goons see their moment. So they go in there and wait for Wadislav. I'm going to be another minute, kids. And they're like, who are you? What's your name? What's your serial number? I forgot my name. I don't know. Stop fucking with us. I'm, oh, I remember my name. I'm number nine. So they beat the fuck out of him a Where little bit. Where are your dog tags? They start asking him because they reveal his buttons. And they're like, what, what the fuck? Well, you know, they pull back his buttons to see his chest. Where's your dog tag? I ate my dog tags. Jefferson Poser outside, like, damn, I know Wazlai, he has, like, bladder issues, but even he doesn't take this long. That's Let's right. see what's going on. Bust in, they see him fucking with Wazlai. Beat the shit out of these people, because Jefferson's just, like, taking them and t- 
tossing He like him. fucking he puts his helmet on and fucking Posey bark. yeah Posey like, pu gets punched in the helmet and they do like a whole and they just kick ass but this this is it they're finally a unit they care about each other it's that's beautiful right. And so they're they're pulling, you know, they're holding Bronson. They're walking him back out to the truck because they're going down to the airstrip to be flown in, you know, paratroop and everything. And they get in the wagon, and everyone, uh, I'm I'm gonna fuck his name up, Brown Raw. What is his name? The sergeant. Bowron. Bowron. Bowron's like, what happened to him? Slipped on some soap. Everybody's slipping on soap. It's the ongoing joke, and I love it. Don't drop it. So they get in the truck, and everyone's like, what the fuck happened? Reisman. Reisman had some goons try to rough me up to see if I would talk. Did you say anything? No. And Franco doesn't like this, Murray. Why is that? He's like, you guys are falling in line for this Reisman fuck? I told you he's no good. He's no better than that Hitler guy. Ooh. That's the worst thing you could say about a guy. Because they honestly think that Reisman sent the goons to, you know, fuck with Wadislaw for some reason. So they go through paratrooper training, and now they're back at their old base. We're just relaxing. We got Eminem playing his guitar. Next day, the mission's the next day. Is it really? Oh, man. That was so quick. So they got to get these guys. They're getting, he's like, fuck. Reisman's thinking, fuck, these guys might all die. I got to... Get the rocks off at least once. He still hasn't told them the mission. Right. We haven't gotten that far yet. And so he grabs a couple uh, bottles of Jack Daniels. He like He's like, maggot doing guard duty? Yes, sir, because he's up in the guard tower. He's like, good. Keep him up there. Yeah, keep him up. He's not going to like what I got planned. <laughs> so a truck rolls in. Yeah, after he escorts the boys to the MP's hut, air conditioned. Yeah. Fans, TVs, radio, and beds, a floor, fucking pinup girls everywhere. Yeah, there was pornography everywhere. And the boys are just like, wow, this is what the fucking sweet living you guys been doing? Yeah, for one night you can have that, you fucking dirt. We forgot to mention the, 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 like, the, the whole scene where Bauer's like, I guess you guys are a dirty dozen after yeah, they, we they did, said they couldn't shit. We did forget. Yeah. That's, what a, that's what a fucking... Lame ass podcast would know. Yeah, we don't just do. We, we don't. We don't do what you expect. We do it from the heart. We got right. notes. We do yeah. it from the heart. <laughs> yeah, just like Rocky. So no yeah. Adrians in our life. Exactly. So the truck rolls in. We hear some giggling in there. We're like, oh, what's going on? Even Maggot, he smells something. He smells that pussy stank. He does. He knows the fog when he smells it. Oh yeah. And they get him out. They get these ladies in, and like. And, like, Reisman's like, there's only eight. There's 12 guys. That's the best I could do on short notice. Wars are hard to find. And I think they got seven ladies. Oh. No, they, yeah. had, they had eight. They say seven later, but they had eight. And oh, you counted. Bowerin did. He's like, all I could find was eight. Oh, okay. And maybe he just can't count. And so, all right. Yeah, like, I... I'm going to cut Bowerin some slack. He was on a schedule. He, you know, he found what he could find because... There's some, there's some good ones here. <laughs> the range is like eight 
and a half. Much in nine. real life. Very much real life. Like, not, yeah. like not, you know, not street. Not a lot of great streetwalkers. This is there. a night uh, at a bar, you know, but it's like a. And the horror game in wartime was probably they were like making money hand over fist, right? Because you know, guys on leave, you know. Oh so. yeah, uh, lots of soldiers and everything, you know. So one looked like fucking Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life. <laughs> she. I thought she was the madam. No, she's one of the working girls. But hey, some guys like them old. And then one looked like fucking Bronson in a wig. And, my, and then the rest were good looking. Maybe he wanted a second check and he's like. Well, I appreciate that because most movies would get the hottest like model babes. I know. I like that you said that because when I thought about it, when I was watching this movie, I was like, man, today they would have just got like fucking stunners. Like right. it would have been a cameo moment for various female actresses to be like, what up? Here's my shit. So he's like, all right, fellas, you know what to do. I'll let you at it. Here's some cups. Here's some whiskey. Here's some pussy. I don't. I didn't see anything. Yeah. Fucking maggots like, I smell that pussy stank, you sinners. <laughs> it's so good. I love telling you this. <laughs> so and good. so we get a very awkward moment. You figure like. Bowerin are- said it. He's like. They look like fucking junior high kids in here. I mean, these guys. I can are- see like Pinkley being that way, but Franco, come on, he's fucked plenty of hua in his life. Hua, he was in the mob for fuck's sake. Yeah, he's yeah. So like, it was kind of. I mean, I've, but then again, this is like a, I believe this is a G-rated movie because I don't think even they had the rating system in '67. Wow, good call. No, so, definitely not. So you got to have this awkward moment. Everyone's like, oh, gosh. it's a junior high dance, just like right. Bowen said. They're standing on either sides. They do a long shot. Of just scanning the faces, and they're just girls are just like nope. chomp, like chewing their gum. Like what? What are we yeah, about to I get can, into? Pinkley and Posey, I could see being this way, but like you know, fucking Jefferson and fucking Bronson. No, I'm just surprised. I, like, are these girls intimidated by the fact that like? Well, they they reek. Or there's they 11 reek. of them. Oh, that's right. They walk in. They're like, oh my god, you guys are fucking soldiers. You reek. And right. They better, like you said, it's wartime. Dick cheese, a plenty in here. They man. have run through the whole yeah. fucking like third squadron of dicks. Uh, so they're like uh, used to this shit. But these guys, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but it's a living. So Franco's like. I'm gonna get laid. He's gonna. He's making sure he doesn't get the two duds. Yeah, he gets the hot blonde. That's the one I would have picked too. And he goes for her. He's like, you want to dance? He's like, there's no music. Well, fucking hum. <laughs> fucking hum. So then, then that breaks the ice, and everybody like, calms like you down. said, it's like a G movie. There's. Levity yeah. moments, and it's also we're being sentenced to yeah. our death. Basically, since it's a G movie, dancing means fucking. You know what they're really what they would be doing in a modern movie is fucking, but they're just going to be dancing, right? And he's like, "I smell that pussy stinking there, you sinners." So after dancing, we head into the next day. Uh, Reisman apparently is out of fucking camp, but yes. Colonel Breed is arriving. He had gotten humiliated, so he's like, "I got to." I'm gonna shut this fucking shit down. I'm gonna find get to the bottom of this shit. That's right. I'm getting names. So he rolls up, and they got their fucking guns out and That's everything. Right. And they're like, "What the fuck's going on here?" And Bowers like, "You can't do this, sir. I can do what the fuck I want. You see this? I'm a colonel." That's right. And he's like, "I want to know who the fuck you are and what you're doing here." And they just. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Right. They get all the dirty dozen out. They line them all up. And they like, take you a- guys fucking smell like shit. And a little pussy stank, too. What's going on here? And, I mean, 
the pussy thing was obvious. He's, of course, <laughs> going to go tattle. He knows this. Apparently, he had somebody peeping on him, or one of the MPs talked about it, because Bree does know they had girls there the night before. And it's like, what kind of military men have are unshaven and reek? And they're like, I don't we're fine, sir. While we're, while the dozen are all in line and everything, it's Posey who goes, those are the fucking goons that beat up uh, Wadislaw. Yeah, they, they do the, the telephone game. They, 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 they pass do, it down. And like, then, yeah. That's the guy that fucked up Wadislaw. And then the, finally, Maggot's like goes to Wadislaw. That's the guy that beat... Oh, shit. That's, yeah, that you. was the only time Wada, yeah. or, uh, Maggot showed he was part of the team, though. Yeah, because he's done. He's not communicated. <laughs> he's always in the watchtower. Like he's always isolated. That was the right. first time. It was like, oh, is Maggot kind of involved in yeah, this? Yeah, see, that's what we're thinking. Yeah, and so Bronson, of course, is like, I want to get my revenge. <laughs> right, and while that's going oh, on, but that I'm sorry, that also uh, frees Reisman of the situation because they thought Reisman. Uh, had the goons attack him, and now they know they're breeds. Well, that's probably why Franco speaks up. Like, Don't tell them anything, boys. Because they're trying to get names, like we said, and they're like, I'm number eight, sir. So he's like, he goes up, he goes, You must be the leader of this dirty dozen. See, that's how you, yeah, that's, that's how you say the dirty dozen. That's Franco. And yeah, and he's just like, Maybe I am, sir. He's like, what, what? Think about this, though. <laughs> Right, Breed is all the way at the far left of the line. Franco's at the far right, and he tells Franco, "Fucking step in line over here. Come over here. I want to talk to you." And Franco was out of line, falls back into formation, and then just not gonna do that. Yeah, sir. Just looks at his feet. Can't help you. So he's walking over, and he's giving him all the grief, asking him about why they smell like shit. Yeah, and then he's just like. You need a shave, sir. I don't think I do, sir. I think you do, and I think we're going to force you to get a shave. And during this whole... Dry shave. That's right. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah, that would be rough. That's why I did it. While this whole interaction's been going on, everyone's focused on the Dirty Dozen. Well, we forgot about the Baker's Dozen. Right. He rolls up. He, he, he's, he's, he's driving his Jeep. And he spots the, the, the cars that came to the base. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Good so thing he just had those brakes fixed. Right. Stops. Sneaks out back. He's looking, fortunately, he's got some wire cutters on him, too. So he cuts his way into the base. Gets his... Gets up onto the wa- lookout what, tower. What's the... He gets up on a roof. MP40. MP40. And just fucking... There's this shit's about to go off. There, there's a tension here. He just fucking shoots at the feet of Breed. You're right. And says, drop your fucking weapons. What? This is, this is highly likely. What, what are you doing? You're going to, I'm going to get you thrown out. Drop your weapons. And then so they drop their weapons. The Dirty Dozen grab the weapons. They do little cheap shots on the guys. All but one. Maggot does not move. I thought he like stepped on somebody's chest. Was that Bronson? That was Bronson. Okay. See, this is some great fucking like subtle acting going That's on. That's right. Here. So they're taking all the guns and everything, and then they fall back into line. Give That's a cheap how- shot to one of the goons that beat up Bronson, and fucking like a proud Papa Reisman's like, we got, we're a team now, we're a family. All right, and then we're cutting over, and Reisman, of course, is gonna get punished for this, even though Breed was the one stepping out of line. He but hands he's a tied. Colonel. He's always got his hat on right, so and he's a colonel, yeah. And so he's he's brought before General Warden. Thank you. 
and Bree, Breed's all pissed off, and uh, Reisman's like, "Oh, we're coming along great. We got this. Is the tightest unit I've ever worked with. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win this mission. We're gonna stop the fucking uh, Nazis." Yeah, sorry, you're not gonna go on the mission because your boys got fucked. We heard about the girls. We heard everything about the girls. So you're not going on the mission. And in fact, everyone's just gonna go back to their prison sentence now. And fucking Reisman's like, "Oh come on! Everybody's got some there's you know some stank on the down low. I smell pussy stank right now." That's General Warden. Oh. I have seen so many skittles out of buttholes out of you, sir. And Warden's giggles. <laughs> I guess you're right. I do have some skittles in my butthole right now. And pre pride. The only time he's laid was his wedding night, you know. He's just like <laughs> shaking his fist. That's right. And like Reisman's like, look here, I hear we got some war games coming up. How about this? You let me throw my boys in. It's their own unit. And I'll show you how good these guys are. They'll win the fucking war games. They'll operate as their own squadron. Breed, of course, is leading the other side. He's like, they. Not only will capture Breed's forces, they'll do it all, 12 of them, in the same room. And Breed's like, there's no way you're going to do that. I've never lost at war games. I've never won in war, but the war games, I kick ass at. War games have arrived. Our boys are just all piled up in a Jeep, but they're unrecognizable, Murray. Yeah, because they're all cleaned up, finally. With hot water. They earned it. They earned it. Except for Bravos. He still has that giant mustache. Yeah. yeah. Like, was this guy big enough? He's like, I ain't shaving my mustache. This is who I am. He did have the beard, too. So he shaved the beard and he just left the mustache. Yeah, I'm just saying. Soldier wouldn't have a giant mustache. Sure. I mean, come on. Some accuracy, people. Come on. So, yeah. uh, I was a little confused by this uh, war game scene because... It's all over the place. Yeah, their plan is kind of weird. So they they're in a jeep and they have so, so to tell who's the enemy combatants. One side has a blue armband, the other has, other side has a red armband. Much like our country, red Very state, much, blue state. Yeah, maybe that's where it came from. Breed does. Uh, Breed is leading the red side. Yes, and we see our boys in blue. Yeah, and they're drive. They're rolling into like enemy territory. Something it, like that. Yeah, because they stop. And they go, oh wait, wait change and all of a sudden we see like they're doing their little hide their little this is this is what uh this is why they're the dirty dozen and why they're the only team that could do this because they don't they play by their own rules like every cop in a field episode guys they play by their own rules and so they change they have a red and a blue armband and they change into the red the enemy armband that's right so all right, so we see General Worden's there. He's going to observe. We see, uh, I think his name is Armbruster, was the balding guy. Okay. He's an observer. He's just there to watch and see. Because, you know, this is, you know, we, I guess we're in the middle of a war. Are we really doing war games? We're in the middle of a war? I don't know. Yeah, really. I guess they just want to Maybe we sure. haven't entered yet. Cause I think, I think, is it? Uh, I, I, I don't know what year this was supposed to take well, place, it's supposed, actually. It's, yeah, it's, I know they were going after Nazis, but... It's, well, it, the mission is supposed to be the day before D-Day. Okay. And I know we didn't enter, like, World War II was happening before America yeah, entered because yeah. we were selling guns to everybody. And we didn't get, and then we got attacked by the Japanese. Yeah. 
Okay, I mean, right now, Jack Baylor's tearing his hair out. Yeah, know I know. What, we're so, uh, I'm sorry, Jack. He's, that's his like wheelhouse, World War II. But we're trying. And so, okay, this, see, this is a scene. I understand we got to show Breed get his face rubbed in shit, but we could have taken, taken the scene. Because it's a good 20-minute scene. It's like, a- we could have... Chop, trim the fat. We'll see how good we do with it. Yeah, because maybe we spend. Nine I was hours confused. On it. I was really confused by this. I was like, wait, because like in the middle of it, I'm like, what side is our dirty dozen supposed to be on? Are they supposed to be? Are they on? operating completely in between? I don't understand it. Reisman. One like, moment they had purple armbands. I don't know what that was about. Like, one point they had bandanas uh, <laughs> around each of their necks, yellow, and I was like, oh Jesus, that's a big fucking piss. Yeah, what pile. what is blue again? Blue, 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 blue. Red blue. is fisting, right? Red was fisting. I think blue is just like cuddling. Breed is totally fisting. So he if if it's a he's red team. Red is definitely yeah. Um Reisman does catch up with his boys at one point. Like they show up and he's like, Where the fuck you guys get this Jeep? We stole it. <laughs> and and then, so they're gonna go. And we, that's where we learned that Franco can hotwire a car. It's his skill. Oh yeah. yeah. Good point. Hey. Good job, us. So you know he's like, "All right, guys, my hands, my hands are tied." Wink at this moment. Go ahead, make Papa proud. Go off and do the war games. So we open up, and we got—I I believe we have our observer hanging out with Bronson. I don't remember if they have anybody else with him. Maybe uh, Brunslow or whatever his name is. Brunsow. God, I can't remember this guy's Bowren. name. Bowen. not there. I'm right. Okay. He's not there. Uh, but they're they're looking over a hill, and we see, like, they're waiting there, and they're saying, yep, they're going to bomb this hill at 3.30 p.m. Or, yeah, this is where I got confused. I'm like, why are our guys going down this hill that's being bombed? I Yeah, no fucking sense. And then we cut over to Breed, who's like, it is now the time. Arm the batteries. Shoot the hill. And so they start unloading on the hill as our guys are coming down, even though they knew this is when the I don't get this. Yeah, this is confusing. So seven of our guys come down the hill, and they're avoiding the fire. They're just laying down, and when they finally get to the bottom of the hill, Bronson's like, what took you so long? Because they should have ran through the fire. Yeah, so they the Jeep they stole, they turn it over, and then they blow it up. And that then... This was not the same Jeep, though. They get a different Jeep. So they all meet up, and the observer's like, Shit, well, what's the point now? And they're like, well, we're going to go down to this hill, and then we're going to wait well, there. Well, I mean, I think I think the hill thing was they're sneaking into enemy territory. Yes. So they're behind enemy lines. That's now. what it's supposed okay. to be. And they got that way because they had the, the red armbands on. Right. Okay. They see that, like, the observer sees them switch armbands, and he's like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. And he's like, well, we just did. And, and then they, he's like, I can't intervene. I'm just an observer. And then he, this arm bruster just hands tied, crosses so his hands. Then we cut to a crossroads, and there's General Warden's Jeep rolls up. And he's like, the fuck are you guys doing here? We're waiting for a Jeep with three guys and a gun. You are? And, and, he, then, and then he sees a little twinkle in Warden's eyes. Skittles fall out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... Ah, gotcha, Wink. I'll be up in uh, Je- Colonel Breed's uh, base. Guys, of course, if you ever see somebody with a rainbow bandana, that's what it means. They taste the rainbow through their rectum. Well, that's 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 almost similar to Fucky Charms, but with hard candy. Exactly. 
And so, yeah, so he takes <laughs> off to Breed's uh, base, and the guys flip over the tr- Jeep, blow it up. So Breed's like, what? Who, the-? He sees the smoke. Who, who's going in that Jeep, Murray? Let's detail this. <sighs> it's 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 uh, one of the nobodies. Bronson, Posey. Or no. Not po- Posey is in there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Franco has to leave because they're like, he fucking knows you. Bree knows you. Yeah. Pink. So Pinkley and, and Franco got to leave. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause, you know, because Pinkley did that little joke with the general. General. Thing. So yep. he knows those guys. So they make I, yourself scarce. So they, they get one of the nobodies as the fourth. They remove the, the mounted gun. And then it's, yeah, Jefferson obviously can't go because he's the one black man in this military. I, I never saw another black man in this movie. Yeah. Well, they uh, were segregated in the early days of the war. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you get... Which is why I really... Uh, uh, tangent. There was a movie, I think it was called Overlord. It, was, it came out like five or six years ago where it was, it was set in World War II. And there was, it was supposed to be like the Nazis were using monsters or some shit. It was a dumb fucking movie. But the lead was a black guy. And it already took me out because I know we, we live in diverse times now. Yeah. But no, there wouldn't be a black guy in this unit because they were segregated. So it, I don't care if the Nazis are <laughs> like using monsters and shit. It took me out. <laughs> that was still it. That's where yeah. you drew the line. I was, and I, I didn't even finish the movie. I was so disgusted. Good for you. It. So... um. I'm lost. Go on with the. So we the get plan. like Warden, like you said, he's all giggled about this. Like, oh my god, you guys are pulling some shit here. He's like, I'm gonna go now before I see too much. He takes off and he goes straight to Breed's headquarters. Yeah. And now our boys are getting in, and you got uh, Bronson telling Jefferson, "You make sure you're there with the ambulance, like at X time. You gotta be there." Like, of course, I'll be there. We go further down the line. This is where, like you were talking about, Bronson flips the car over. Everybody gets out. They, they're, they like, dressing Posey, like putting bandages on them. They got ketchup they're spraying on them. Then they're starting a fire. Maggot was with them as well. All right. So the so Breed sees a smoke coming from the fire. and he, I, They all fucking hear it. Right. They're he's that like, close. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? So, so you know, this is the... So then when they go later on, he knows, he believes that there was a car accident. Yeah, and they're close enough where Bronson and uh, other guy will come running into the town, and they're telling uh, or the headquarters, you know, yeah. and they're telling them, like, hey, this is fucked up. We were, we our orders were to come down here looking for X, Y, and Z, and the other guy fucks off, and Bronson's left there with Gen- or, uh, Colonel Breed. And so Breed's like, come come into my headquarters. Come into my office over here. And he asks him, what's your name? No, a serial number. Name, rank, and serial number. And he rattles it off. He, just like, he gives him a name. Yeah. Not his name. And a number. And orders. Like, he's got it all. And he's like, that's confidence. We've said it. You just go in with confidence. People believe you. And fucking Breed believes him. He believes this, is, this guy's really on his team. He's got the red armband. He that's likes right. fisting. That's right. Bree leaves them. So, you know, so there, those guys are there. And then um, Posey, an injured, quotation mark, Posey gets brought in on a, on a gurney. And they're like, we got to get an ambulance for this guy. Of this- course, like we were talking about, General uh, Warden, 
He's in here watching just the whole thing. Hopping those Skittles in his mouth. And he is, he is just like enjoying himself. Jimenez is the other guy with with, Jimenez. Uh, with, well, with That's Bronson. who I put it in there. Yeah. I don't know if you corrected it, but uh, I just put Jimenez in there. Because like you said, we have Vladek. <laughs> we have uh, Vlad. Well, no, I said Sawyer. Lev, lever. Lever. Le- 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 yep. Gilpin. There's, there is like five Sleepy, people. Sleepy. Dopey. <laughs> bashful. Yes, they are. The fucking so Jefferson's job was to get that ambulance, and he spots one going down the road, so he, he gets in front of it. Well, that was part of the plan, of course. Yeah. They were heading to the car accident, so there's only one road to get to the car accident. Right. And he's like, we're taking over. And the guy's like, wait, what are you talking about? We're... We're like we. There's a guy who's been hurt. We yeah. have to. We're not part of the game, right? You know, we we help both sides. And Jefferson does this so well. Likely story. You guys are probably trying to sneak behind our lines as medics. And he's like, "No, this isn't part of the game." And he looks over, and observers with him. Yeah, Armbruster comes out. Yeah, and he's giggling a little, right? And the medics are like, "Tell them we're." There's serious accident up ahead. And he, he's Hands like, tied. Yeah. I'm not an umpire. I'm just a observer. So they tell the guys to get out of the truck. They handcuff him to a tree, and they jump in the ambulance, taking off. And then Armbruster, he's like, you coming with us? Fuck yeah, I am. There's no more room in the fucking wagon. So he is actually just holding on to an open window, standing on the side by the driver uh, passenger door. He's going along. I mentioned this in a because they're speeding. Like, they're a little they're, late. They're, they're George Millering it. Yeah. And so they're trying to get down this road fast. And there is a moment where they fuck with Observer. Well, and yeah, they, Franco's like, Get this loser out of here. Yeah. Fucking shakes him off. Yeah. And he does a fucking flip Pratt fall into the But forest. he still loves it. He's laughing. He's <laughs> running on a injured leg now. And he's like, oh, my God, I got to get into town and see this shit. So they pull up to the uh, Breed's headquarters. That's right. How about? We still got like a whole thing going on with Posey. They're like passing off syringes or pens or something. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know, I didn't know what I didn't that get was. what the. I fuck. think that that must have something to do with the war games. Maybe that was the thing you had to get to Maybe. win it. I, I have don't know. no fucking clue. But they're stealing all this shit. We got a lot of like nodding, 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 and everything. And then our ambulance arrives. And they pop out, and then they, they, fucking like they're gonna go help Posey, and then they whip out their guns. Even nope. fucking Bronson whips out again. You captured, sir. That's right. What? What is this? All 12 of them. And then fucking Arn Bruster, he's, like, he's running up, he's looking in the window, got busted. He gotcha. Safe. Like an umpire. Compliments of Major Reisman. Reisman! All right, we're cutting to, and now we're doing our own version of uh, The Last Supper. Right. Long table, big turkey in the middle, Jesus Christ right there. Handing out the loaves and the fishes. That's right. And the wine. Wine, you got it, man. God, don't forget the wine. Cigars, too. And then Reisman's like, boy, you guys were in tr- Well, I mean, it was my fault, but you were in trouble over that pussy stank, but you pulled it out. You came through. I'm proud of you yeah. guys. I didn't He's actually, because before this, he was like, these guys are criminals. Like, fuck these guys. But yeah. he's coming around. He, like, even he is, yeah. I don't know if it's because he's so fucking uh, proud of himself because he brought him around, but hey, maybe they taught well, each other something. Well, 
at the end of the day, the birds of a feather. Like he plays by his rules, they play by his right, and they numbers. got fucking results. Right. So it's like, all right, but all right, this is the last supper. We're gonna go over it one more time. We learned. I they basically shorthand. They he finally did tell him the the mission. Right. And they got a little diorama of the chateau and everything they got to be. All right, you idiots. We're gonna you deadheads. We're gonna go Maggots. over this one more time. Step one. We'll both do it. Down, Down the, the roadblock. Road we've, we've just begun. begun. Two. The, the guards are through. Three. The, the major's men are on a spree. Four. Major and Wadislaw go through the door. Five. Pinkley stays out in the drive. Six. The major gives the rope a fix. Seven. Wadislaw throws the hook to heaven. Eight. Jimenez has got a date. Nine. The other guys go up the line. Ten. Sawyer and Gilpin are in the pen. Eleven. Posey guards points five and seven. Twelve. Ladislaw and the Major go down to delve. Thirteen. Franco goes up without being seen. Fourteen. Zero hour. Jimenez cuts the cable. Franco cuts the phone. Fifteen. Franco goes in where the others have been. Sixteen. We all come out like it's Halloween. That was our first read in a while. Yeah. And I didn't even laugh. And he's like, all right, one more time. And then these dates keep going over drilling because you know these guys are idiots. I mean, look at Pinkley. Look at Pinkley. All right. So we're cutting to it is the night. Big it jump. Is, it is the D-Day Eve. It's their D-Day, D-Day for D-Day. That's all right. They're in the they're in the uh, airplane. They're talking it over a little bit. Are you afraid of the nighttime jump? No, I'm afraid of not coming back. So they parachute down and they meet up at the the, the landing zone. We got a rendezvous point. Reisman's waiting, of course, on Ladislav and Jefferson, Bronson and Jefferson. And they're like, he's like, where the fuck is Jimenez? Didn't make it. He hooked up on a tree, broke his neck. So we're already we're already down to eleven. Right, this right off the bat. Like I, like we've been talking. Well, like we just mentioned, step ten involves Gilpin specifically. So we need someone to replace Gilpin. No, Gilpin's or, excuse alive. Jimenez, me, yeah. Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez has a spot too, though. And so they're like, shit, Gilpin, Gilpin, you're gonna take over. And so they redo the rhyme with Gilpin instead of Jimenez. Right. So they walk to this. Obviously, they got to be far away. They can't they'd see him if they. So they walk to the chateau. Uh, Pinkley, uh, Reisman, and Vladislav separate themselves. They put on some Nazi uniforms. Right. They're going to be because uh, Bronson is the German speaker. They're right. going to be going into disguise. So they need to right. get their disguise. They need to get a car because they need to enter right. like they're supposed to be there. So they walk up on a guard tower. The guards are just being idiots, not paying attention. We actually get like German translation. They're just talking about the Skittles they're going to fuck each other with later that right. night. Right, because, yeah, because this is a total fuck palace. Well, you heard about, you always hear the craziest porn is German porn. Well, yeah, I mean, this is some like, uh, I don't know what's the, I imagine what's going on in here is like those other fucking Nazi PlayStation movies, like, I think, 
Salon Kitty and all where they got kids eating shit and a lot of sick, weird shit going right. on. Got to be some poops. Uh, yeah, it's German. And so they kill the guards. Right. Then uh, they Pinkley pretends to be a guard. Right. Car rolls up. Bronson comes out, silencer, shoots the guys, get rid of the bodies. They got a car. They're ready to go. All right. Jefferson and crew see that. They got their car. They're waiting. They're moving in kind of behind them. Uh, so we get all the way up to the chateau. Uh, Bronson and Reisman, they're right in. They look the part. Pingsley, of course, just like fucking step, uh, where is it, five. Pinkley stays out of well, the Well, he's the driver, so yeah. yeah. He's his, so he has to play the role of a driver. He wouldn't be allowed in on And this, so what else is uh, his job, though, Murray? Guard the car. Not guard the car. He's supposed to be looking out for guards, and well, he's yeah. sending signals. But this makes no sense. Why would their car just sit out front? I know. No yeah, other no. car <laughs> sitting out front. This is one of those, yeah. Because everybody, there's no other car in the circle circle here, but he just hangs out here. So while that's going on, we got Posey and Jimenez, the, uh, not Jimenez, uh, Bravos. They're setting up a foxhole. They're going to guard the road into the chateau. Right. We got uh, Gilpin and Sawyer. They set up a, like a, a machine gun guarding the bridge. There's this little bridge that goes over a river that goes right by the chateau. Right. So they're set up outside. Uh, Jefferson and uh, Franco, they're like... Uh, they got to move in closer to the Chateau because right. they're going to be going inside and on the roof. Right. And so uh, Franco climbs up a telephone pole and he cuts like the telephone lines. And so, okay. So now we got our boys, uh, Reisman and Bronson. They walk in. They have to sign in. They don't know what name are we going to use, so Bronson just improvises and goes to write something and spills the oil, uh, oil, the ink all over the book. That's all right. And they're like, "Whoops!" And the guy's like, "Oh, all right." It's you know, these guys will bring you to your room. Right. Everyone gets their own fuck room. So of course, Bronson's holding his own. He's speaking his German and everything, and then they're quietly walking along. They got their bags and everything, and they pass by a couple generals talking to each other. And uh, we hear them clearly speaking German and everything. They get into the room. And they blow off these guys. And then the, the, germ, the general's like, what the fuck? Oh, they did? Yeah. And then they, oh, but they, just, they just like, whatever, fuck those guys. And they yeah. keep going. And then he, he's like, they get into the room. They see room 11. That's the room they need to get into because that's the one that's facing the side of the, the oh, house. Oh, right. Okay. And they go into their room. They got their fucking like. They think the Germans think it's their like gimp wear and shit and their little duffel bags, but of it's their course. it's their gear. Go in the room and then Reisman's like, "Hey, how's your German going? I could barely understand what the fuck they're saying. I don't. <laughs> I can't even do this book. I, I'd like to read it, but it looks like it's dirty. But I can't fucking read <laughs> that was, it. That was the best. I felt like it was an alib. He's just like, hey, "It's a dirty book here. I wish I could read it." <laughs> Reisman's like, "Look, just look mean and grunt. Can you do that?" <laughs> All right, so we go out to that balcony, and there's Jefferson and the crew. And they're waiting, of course, for the ropes to be dropped. And they start lowering everything. We see one's one well, yeah, tied so, off. Yeah, no, yeah, Reisman and, uh, and Bronson. Bronson sneak into room 11. Oh, yeah, they, they, yeah. And they go out to the balcony, and, like, Reisman ties off the rope. Because they, they there's one rope to the balcony, and there's one from the balcony to the roof. Because right. they got to take out the radio tower. Because right. they also noticed when they were in there, the radio room where the guy was like listening to shit. Good point. Yes. So now Bronson, we saw earlier in the 
right when they first started training, Bronson with that grappling hook, and he's like swinging the it. hook to heaven. Swings it up, slides off. I'm like, what the fuck? Franco's like, I knew that fucking Pollock couldn't do it. Right. We're all getting agitated here, and just as that's happening, you got Pink's, Pinkley calling out, fucking hide this shit. Yeah, because the guard's getting to make his ne- next round. Right. So he's going around. So they go to hide and everything, and then Reisman realizes, I love my rope, rope dangling there. And the guard it just happens to be stupid enough. He just passes right by it, doesn't even he pay thought attention maybe to it. some autoerotic asphyxiation was happening. It's Germany, of course. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. Don't ask, pl- don't tell. They're playing fuck the rope. I want to play. So they just go right by, and they get right back. Uh, uh, Bronson's out there trying to hook the fucking roof. He keeps missing. Maggot's going fucking insane, like you said. He's, like, using every good uh, Polish slur he can think of. But then finally, Bronson hooks it. Right. All right, let's go. Told you I would get it in nine. So, all right. So, Maggot and Jefferson are to get inside the chateau. Gilpin's job is to take out the radio. Gilpin's new job, yeah. So, he goes climbing up to the top. As he's walking across there, his foot falls through the roof, and it's stuck. Ugh. And he's just like, fuck, you know, like, you know, the tension's building. Right. And he's not just going to pull it straight out. I mean, it looked like it would have been bad. It might have got fucking some of that laugh stuck into his ankle or something, but still. So Jefferson and Maggot go into the room, the room 11. Once they climbed up the balcony, they were going inside. So they're on the second floor, and they're going to be like... I, I don't even know. I don't know why reason. they were doing this. It seems like dangerous for no reason. Right. They like needed people on every level, apparently. I don't know. But uh they're like they're just walking out in the hallway and shit. Literally, like we're so tense about this. Uh we had a scene there where I or maybe we didn't get it yet. I thought we already had it, where Bronson and um uh, Reisman are walking out with their bags because their bags have guns in, or the ropes in it. Oh, we already yeah. missed that. Yeah. But it's like we clearly see that the help is walking around on the second floor, and that's yeah. what they bumped into. But, yeah, Maggot and Jefferson are up on the second floor, and they're just like door open, walking out like they belong here. They're in <laughs> fucking soldier fatigues. They're in the helmet and the fucking camo, and they're just walking around. And so maybe, yeah, maybe they're just there to make sure no one is up on this level. Maybe. You know, like, so so Napoleon goes in the room, Jefferson, and he's like, Maggot, get the fuck out of the hall. Get in the room. And he's yeah, just like. Maggot's just like <laughs> looking at the decor, just like, oh, oh. By the way, there's nonstop paintings of Hitler everywhere in this room. There's busts of him. There's a naked statue where he's peeing, like with the water's pouring. It's like a fountain. Oh, yeah. and his There's wiener, an ice sculpture of him. His wiener is an elephant trunk. Right. It's like looped over his <laughs> wrist and then peeing on somebody because <laughs> yeah. it's German. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's like a prostitute with her mouth open below the fountain that he's peeing on. Right. Of course, blonde-eyed, or blonde-eyed. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed. <laughs> so Maggot goes into one of the rooms like, I'm going to take a nap. He just lays. He's like giggling. <laughs> he's got a grenade, and he's tossing it to himself. He's like, we're going to blow this place up. Kaboom! Sluts, whores, dead, fire, vengeance. And then one of the hooahs that they hired. She's supposed to meet Wolfgang. Wolfgang, are you finna? He's like, he scurries, hides behind a fucking. Uh, the skittles curtain. are starting to pour <laughs> out to my butt. He hides behind. 
Ty's behind the curtain. He's like, Maggie likes to watch. Maggie's like, wait, what is this about Skittles? I've never heard of this. He's prepping say Skittles. Is this some of that uh, German Skittle porn I've been so hearing So she's about? looking, Wolfgang, where are you? My, the Skittles are melting. <laughs> wait, no, Skittles don't melt, Murray. They melt in your mouth and in your ass. <laughs> not in your hand, though. Not in your hand. That, that's the phrase, melts in your mouth, not in your ass. Yeah, that's right. Skittles. That's right. You need to know that right now because we're going to Pride Month, and of course, M&Ms are very hot on the Pride. And hey, we're Detroit. We know our M&Ms. That's right. So uh, Maggot goes up behind her, covers her mouth, puts a knife to her throat. <laughs> Walks her out into the hallway. <laughs> right. He is so far gone. He's got her out in the hallway, and we're seeing, like, I think we get a cut of, like, Bronson and um, Reisman down there, and they're just trying to chew the fat with everybody Yeah, and there's everything. some drunk fuckers stumbling up on Reisman because he's like, he's like, check, check out the radio room. Like well, yeah, they're both, they're both down there holding, like keeping it cool and just trying to act the part and everything, make sure everything's good on the ground level and all that, and maybe maybe scope it out or whatever. And that's when we cut back up to Bronson, or not Bronson, uh, Telly, Maggot, who's pushed that woman out of the room now, and he's got the knife through her throat, and he's like, scream, scream, you whore. He's doing and a fuck. He's, he's like, creepy as what? shit. What? And then he's like, scream, you fucking... And then she screams. And then there's like some general down there. Somebody's getting some Skittles. Yeah, literally laughing. He's like, <laughs> oh, she is tasting the flambeau. <laughs> and like fucking Reisman sweats. Like, oh, fucking hell. These Germans are freaks. That's when he gives Bronson the cue like, go kill the fucking radio, man. <laughs> and then some drunk stumbles up. No, 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 no. And he's like, well, this guy doesn't like the party. And goes over, goes finds the fret frumpy bitch, who is also <laughs> the prostitute the night before. And then we go back to Maggie, and then it's like, this German chick's in some freaky shit. She starts smiling at Maggie. I know, I didn't get this at all. She's like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. She's putting her hand below her butt. She's like offering him the Skittles. And, and then she's <laughs> moving in closer to feed him the Skittles. And while she's doing that, Stabs herself on his knife, and as we we've told you once, we've told you a million times, you make no sound when you get stabbed. Well, yeah, you just see the skittles. It's straight out of ET. You see the skittles drop right out of her hand. Reese's pieces. Oh, I I meant Reese's pieces. Yeah, Yeah. she had Reese's pieces in her ass. (laughs) She might have. It's called a George Washington Carver. (laughs) So then Maggie just starts shooting his gun. He's just like. He's just fucking living life. He's living his best life. He's living his truth. We even see a moment here where Jefferson like pops out of a room and is like ready to shoot Maggot, but Maggot turns around too quickly that Jefferson has to hide again. So it's like, we got to fucking plug this idiot. He's about to ruin this whole thing. Right, so Jefferson goes into a room, football tackles through a door, goes to the other room that's on the other side of Maggot, comes out, shoots Maggot. Well, that's going on. Gilpin, at this point, I mean, I guess... A lot of these guys are just idiots. If I was Gilpin, because he's like, his job is to take the radio out, and his foot's still stuck. I would have just shot around where my foot was to get my foot out. He's like, I can't do that. He just starts chucking grenades at the radio tower. Right. The guy starts calling out, you know, to like to the, the Nazis to come rescue them. 
Bronson comes up, shoots the radio guy, but he still he got the message out. Alarms are going off. It's going crazy. Everything. Anarchy. Nothing is going as planned in our 12 or 16-step plan. It's every Hell is broken loose. Pinkley takes out some guards outside, but he gets shot in the back by the, the guard that was walking around. Because, oh, there, there was a scene where the guard's like, hey, cigarette, give yeah. me a cigarette. And he's just like, fuck He off. just wanted a light. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't get that, but whatever. So Pinkley gets shot in the back. Bowron takes his place. He's he's shooting anyone who comes out the front door. That's right. He shoots the alarm, shuts, shuts that off. Right. Jefferson kills Maggot, so Maggot's out of the... Th- on the main floor, all the Nazi officers are told, go to the bunker, go to the bunker. Right, their, their panic room they got. And we've got Reisman and Bronson, of course, on the main floor. They're looking at each other like, we got to go down there. And we get a shot of Reisman look up at the balcony before he's heading down. Because Bronson is just walking away from killing the radio c- control guy. Right. And they're start- we're starting to get cuts of guys like, I don't know about this motherfucker. So they're being noticed. They're on watch, but... He gets the he gets the nod off. Reisman gets the nod off to Jefferson. Yeah. That's right. Like yeah, Reisman and Bronson are trying to like peel off now. Be like fuck, we got to go down there now. Well, that was the plan. The plan in, in here was uh, at some point it mentions them going go to, down to the Delve. Okay. Bronson and the major go down to Delve. Well, they go down in the bunker, and we notice there's all these signs. There's like this is like an ammo depot and explosives and shit, and they're like. Fuck, I got an idea. I think we can do something with this explosive shit. And then there's another room where everybody goes to hide. Right. This is like, basically, guys, what you are seeing is the laser disc fault. We have yes. lots of explosives. Because <laughs> we don't want anyone getting them. It's like a, it's like a kill switch. If, if you go in there without the proper code, it right. blows up. Right. I don't know why we have that level of security. But because hey. we have the... You know what people want are fucking... We got laser discs no one even knows about yeah. movies. No one knows exists. Yeah. We got we got some we got cuts to movies you didn't even know there were fucking that's right special cuts for you've heard of uh, Scheidenfreud you haven't heard of Skittlefreud yet we have we actually have the Quentin Tarantino director commentary he doesn't do that that's right except for us that's right so all right so they got the they got the up up upper part of the house taken care of all the help is put out the the guards that didn't make who weren't uh you know. Who weren't like officers, so they couldn't go into the bunker. Yes. They're left to protect them. Right. So they have their they have their Nazi uniforms on and everything. And then you have like the legit like French made level uh, help staff there. Yeah. They're literally French people, so yeah. they're gonna get, be able to let gonna be let go. Yeah. They uh, Reisman or whoever was giving the order was like, let the Frenchies walk and kill the fucking germs. Right. And then, well, yeah, because the rise, yeah, before this happens, Reisman and uh, Reisman pretends he like turns his ankle because he doesn't want to go into this room and get locked in with these You're right, guys. Right? Yes. So there's like two guys that are set there to guard the door. Right. So they turn around, they shoot the Nazis. The, the guys, they and then they shut a door and lock the lock Nazis it. into yep. this room. And they take up, they leap, they go upstairs. I don't know why they needed to do this. This they was le- a weird scene <laughs> because they have the uniform on, but they have their uh their pants on underneath. Well, I guess you want to make sure, like, your guys don't think you're one of the Nazis. So. That's got to be so it. they strip down into their, like, now they're in their army uniform. And they tell Vladek, kill these, kill the fucking Germans, let the French go free. And all of a sudden, he's like, I can't kill anybody now? Vladek, yeah, well, Vladek barely had a story to begin with, but his story now is, I can't do it. He's no. like, no, I'm telling you to kill the 
like, you know, the bad guy. And he's like, well, no, right now they're not bad guys. They're just looking at me with those And, and uh, Bronson's also like, well, I guess we're fucked. They're in there. He's like, they got to fucking breathe, don't they? Let's find some air vents. And right. Like, they figure it out. It's like, okay, there's a courtyard over there. We just got to get all of our forces over there. There seems to be nobody out here. We killed, like, everybody. So they're gonna, they have these, like, air vents, like, six air vents. Like, get the tops off them. We're going to throw our grenades in there, and we're going to blow these fuckers up. But as they're getting ready to do that, there are some guards. And the they sniper snu- in a bell tower. There's a sniper up in a bell tower, and he takes a pot shot at Bowerin. Misses, hits a tire, but it's like, fuck, we got to be careful about this. And so it's getting a little crazy here. There's not a lot of forces, but there's enough forces to make this really tricky. So they're like, they're trying to get these tops off of these air vents. They're getting them off. They're throwing in grenades. They're just getting like a like, fucking bag full there. So he's like, don't pull the fucking pins. Just throw them in there. It's insane. Yeah, because Jefferson's is trying to pull the pins. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. We got we to gotta make this absolutely fucking torturous for them. Got to make this explosion enormous. So, so uh, Bowerin, he goes over to help. He gets shot in the legs. Yes, he does. Vladik comes out. He, I guess he did kill the fucking Nazis. Yeah, we don't know. This is a question for everybody. He comes out to help Bowerin, gets shot in the head by the sniper. Right. They take out the sniper because they find where his position is. That's right. So now they're they're throwing all these bombs. And then fucking Reisman's like, you know what? Grenades aren't enough. Throw gasoline down these fucking air vents. Gotta make sure that whole fucking system goes up, you know? So they're just pouring... And, like, because the Nazis are trying to... Because there are these, like, grates covering the vents, so they're trying to grab the grenades to, like, get them. Right. But no, they can't get that them. Was, that was a fucking good scene, because it's just, like, the vents have a grate into the sewer system that they're hanging out in, and so they're, like, reaching up, trying to pull the pens out. It looks like fucking chickens trying to get the feed. It, it, it was good. I liked it. Meanwhile, backup is finally showing up. So we got Posey and Bravos guarding that road. They start opening for. They got bombs blowing yeah, shit up. They're blowing up the one road, so it, it creates a blockade. The cars can't go around it. There's, Shooting off flares to let our boys know that the fucking backup is coming. Right, there is backup. It is on its way. It's filtering in. He got so so, and then so what happens is basically there's a firefight, and eventually Posey, who we never see again, you don't even see him die. No. Him and Bravos get killed. Yeah, apparently. So, so then, then the Nazis they they can get close, they get closer. But we also have Sawyer and another guy guarding the bridge, so they're now trying to keep this army back. Okay. So, but they have to turn around because we have all these fucking snipers everywhere. So they're trying to hit the snipers. It's fucking chaos. It's absolute chaos. We're finishing up with the grenades though, and Reisman's trying to tell Franco. Find us a fucking car. We need to get the hell out of here. And he's like going through the cars. He's like, I can't find anything. I don't speak German. I can't hotwire well, it. Well, no, he's like, can you believe it? Because like, most people would just leave the keys in. He's like, they fucking, they're so uptight Germans. They actually take the keys out of the fucking cars. Right. And then he goes, oh, my sweet lord. And he spots a fu- it, it is a tank carrier on, but on tread. Is that well, giant treaded? Well, it's arc. like a truck that has two wheels in the front and a tank tread in the oh, back. Oh, I didn't even notice the wheels. I thought it was just yeah. all tread. And so, like, he, he starts it up. He's like, all right, let's get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, the keys are in there. And then we see that there's it's got, like, a trailer with a fucking giant massive machine gun. He's like, idiot, unhook that fucking thing. Because Reisman's like, I'm driving this fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, Reisman goes full Mad Max. He's like, I'm driving, getting back. And then, he know, like, they pull up a few feet and he goes, Get that unhinged. So Franco 
does it. He, you can see he's like, you motherfucker telling me what to do, but he does it. So they're like, Jefferson, you're black, so you're obviously the fastest person here. You need to drop an individual unpin grenade into each vent and make it back to us, and we're getting the fuck out of here. Can you do that? It's like, yeah, yeah I can fucking do that. They told him, this whole fucking underground is a bomb on fucking stilts, so you need to hit every one of them. And he's like, I get it. Get that fucking car far away from here because I'm gonna hit you know, like I'm gonna hit you guys in stride. While they're doing all that talking, there's a guard who's playing dead. Yeah. And he notices. So as Reisman takes off, Bronson goes to get in the car. Guard jumps up, shoots Bronson in the leg. They kill that guard. So now Bronson's shot. I think Eventually, Reisman gets shot too. Reisman gets shot later in, a, in but, the bridge. Okay, fight. so now we get the scene because I'm on. Come on, we got the, the great Brown. at the time. We got the greatest running back of all time before right. Barry Sanders, and so he does the move where he, he, he chucks Drops them every, all down there. And you got all the fu- Franco. Oh my God, even Franco, guy. who you know is super racist, yeah. is like, "Come on, do Let's it, fucking go!" And then just as he's a, just as he puts the last grenade in, gets wiped out, taken he, out. He's got like 10 feet left to get to the fucking truck, and his legs get shot out, his head gets blown off. It's, it's a travesty. Rated G movie. At this point, the army, the backup has gotten through. They've gotten over the bridge. They're just, they got these little, little look at something from a video game, these little armored yeah. little cars. They're like Volkswagens with giant <laughs> iron shields on them, little cutouts for them to put their guns in, and they're just firing off. And we got this weird gunfight now where they're in this convertible-type conveyor, you know, transport right. vehicle. And we got, like, soldiers everywhere, too. Yeah. And so the guys that were guarding the bridge like, fuck it, we got to get out of here. So they try to go under the boats under the bridge. And they're yes. like, we're going to get out of here with a boat. Right. So they jump in the bridge. It's like Sawyer and one other guy. I don't remember. Like Nobody's. Lever. Yeah. And they, like, get out, get shot. The boat blows up. They're fucking dead. Oh, they did die. Yeah. I missed it. They get shot first, and then the boat blows up. Okay, there's just so much going on. So at this point, of the Dirty Dozen, all we have left now are Bronson, Reisman, Bowerin, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, and Franco. Franco. And so fucking, uh, they got to get over the bridge. They say those little Volkswagen tanks. They just he's like I'm in fucking Bigfoot right now. He just drives fucking knocks the fucking little car off the bridge. Right and. That's it. They're home free. Franco's like, we did it. We fucking fucking did did it. Well, it just so happens that we've been looking at a little guy who's been (laughs) creeping and crawling on the bridge like a little fucking troll. And as soon as that fucking conveyor truck crosses over the bridge, he steps out. I'm going to shoot you in the head. Time to pay the troll toll. There we go. Shoots fucking Franco in the back. He goes down and we get Bronson. Weissman. They just have a quick moment, and they just keep trucking. And then we fade out. They get away. So now we're in, like, an army hospital. Our boys, Reisman got shot in the shoulder. Don't worry, it was the left shoulder. Right through. So he's, like, but he's, like, actually showing some signs of injury. Unlike, like, in a movie nowadays, it would right. be like, just cauterize it. I'm fine. I'm all right. He's got his arm in a sling. Bronson's yep. got his leg in a sling. They're hanging out. They're reading the paper and everything. They come in. They're telling them, hey, you guys are free. You get to. Warden's like, great job, guys. I knew you could do it. All these people didn't believe in them are now like, you know, fucking, I knew you could do it. In fact, 
thank, thankfully, my plan I came up with, Project Amnesty, worked. General Warden playing the role of Adrian Barbeau. Wait, not Adrian Barbeau. Balboa. <laughs> uh, constantly saying, no, you can't do it. As soon as you do it, I knew you could well, do Warden, it. Well, Warden believed in him. It was his right-hand guy did not believe. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. And so they're like, guess what, guys? Sentences commuted. You're still in the army. You still got to fight. Yeah. But your record's clean. You're back to the ranks you had before all this shit happened. Right. Fuck this shit. Yeah, fuck that and shit. And that was fucking Bronson. He's like, I could get used to killing generals because he's like, that's all I get. I get to go back out in the fucking front. That's right. As an officer, though, at least. So fucking travesty. What we do to our soldiers, how we get farther in the military ranking. It's, it's probably bullshit. It's probably all bullshit. I don't know. I don't live that life, but it's awful. Yeah. I'm glad we yeah. don't have the 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 uh, what's it called um, draft draft anymore. At least well, we, they could reinstate that anytime they wanted to. Well, but we're, I'm too way too fucking old, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's that's a good point. At least I'm 36 now. Yeah, they, they could still. If it was it was it was like World War Three level. You'd go. Oh, I mean, you think I mean so? in Ukraine, anybody like 60 and under has to fucking fight. Shit. So I'd, uh, with our it. advanced metrics, if they figure out my bims, they would put me in the front lines. You're probably you're in better shape than your average twenty year old. Most average twenty year old is probably like fifty pounds overweight. So yeah. you probably would go. No, it's true. I would go. And I have leadership skills, I have pod skills, I could be on the radio, I could be do I could be hacking. Oh god damn it. I need a well, see, that's I'm a, gonna that's cut this thing. from the podcast because yeah. you know they're they're you know they're fucking getting in on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, war is hell. Yeah. I, just, I want everyone to know we're going to leave you off with uh, the, the forces we lost. They did a nice little yeah. thing at the end of the movie here where they said, hey, Memorial Day, let's remember our lost soldiers of the Dirty, dirty Dozen. Right. So we'll leave you at that, but until then. So, right? well, we got a next week's movie. Oh, no, I know. I'm, yeah. I was leading okay. you to that. Uh, all right. This was kind of a war as hell movie. So we need a f- war as fun movie. This is a movie a lot of you, we're going to get a lot of listens to this one because this is a cult classic. I've never seen it. This is a cult classic. This is a cult classic, which I've never seen. But I remember it distinctly because when I was a kid, whatever year this came out, the back page of every comic book oh. had an ad for this fucking movie. I love that. I love reading my old comics, like the ultimate Marvel comics. That was my heyday and seeing all the ads in there. That's right. the best. Bruce Boxlight, I think that's no, his name. Bruce, that's not a name. I think it's Bruce Boxlight. He was, uh, is, is it, who's the square, there's Janet, is it Brad and Rocky Horror, or the square couple? Is it Janet and Brad? I've never seen Rocky Horror. I think it's Brad, but it's the square guy from Rocky Horror. He is the fucking badass hero in no, this movie. That's not- He's got his feathered hair, his no. beard. It's Megaforce. God this is like basically G.I. Joe movie. Before there was G.I. Joe. I, I love the sound of that, though. That makes So maybe I've never, like, we have sketchy times when we do movies we both have never seen. So right. I'm not making any promises. Okay. You just know the ads from comic books. Right. And I know it's ridiculous. I know there's a flying motorcycle in it. Okay? All right. Let's fucking go. You're right. This is G.I. Joe. <laughs> yes. So. Snake eyes. <laughs> so USA, number one. And on this Memorial Day week, remember. To keep it Franco, VR.
Vladek M. Jefferson R.T. Pinkley B.L. Gilpin S. Posey S. Sawyer S.K. Lever R. Bravos T.R. Jimenez J.P. Maggot A.J. They lost their lives in the line of duty. Thank you.